Hello, 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 and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, where Christ culture and nerd culture come together to play table tennis and tell each other their deepest secrets. I am the lovely Tori Line, and for the next few minutes, we're going to talk about the idea of alternate dimensions, parallel universes, and dark timelines. But first, let me introduce the crew. With me, as always, is the phenomenal Dan Line. Yo! The captain who makes it all happen, Benjamin Michael Allen Jones. Ahoy! And of course, the living legend, Ron Offringa. Hello. This is the darkest, most terrible timeline. Enough with the timeline crap, Abed! Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're tuned in to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Earth One version of the Nerd of Godcast, often imitated but never duplicated in any multiverse. My name is Tony T, and for the next little bit, we're going to be celebrating while Christ culture dips its brush across the multi-hued palette of nerd culture, paints happy little clouds in each of our skies. Uh, this is the Nerd of Godcast, and with me, as always, is... Stevo Supremo. Hi, hi, hiya. Hiya. Yeah. One wasn't good enough for you. Hadoken? That's from heavyweights, man. That's how they say hi at the camp. Camp Hope. Hi, hi, hiya. That was about the uh, the overweight children. Yes, who identified with every one of those kids. Mostly Jerry. I, I, would, I would I'd be interested to go back and look and see, aside from your, your main... Character on that, like what are the what are those other kids worked again except for as the fat kid in the movie? Well, uh, I think a couple of them lost weight, but Keenan Thompson was in it, so he's, he's still, still the fat kid. Yeah, but he's on SNL. He's at a but he's still like the fat guy. That's, yeah, that's, that's the thing. True. Typecasting, man. And then you know what happens when the fat guy loses weight? Nobody likes him anymore. That's They're like, true. oh, he used to be funny. He's not the, funny uh, anymore. Except the, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah, it's different when you're a kid. Like, the kid that played uh, Goldberg in Mighty Ducks is in that movie. I can't remember his name. He's in Heavyweights. He was the goalie. The red-headed freckle-faced kid? No, 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 no. The Spanish guy. <laughs> he was one from Sandlot. Yeah. 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 He, uh, he like, lost a bunch of weight, and he just looks really creepy now. <laughs> that was, uh, well, the kid that was, was it Jason Con- Jason Connolly? Jason... Henry Connick Jr. No, no. Who was the kid? He was in uh, oh, Stand By Me. Yeah, and he was married oh, to Rebecca Jerry O'Connell. Romain. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. And he was the big chunky kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he lost a bunch yeah, of weight. And, uh, oh, Jerry and, O'Connell. And uh, Chunk lost a bunch of weight. Yeah, but he stopped acting, so we That's don't care true. about him anymore. Oh. Yeah. So, anyway. And then the fat kid from uh, Monsters. What's that name? The, the, uh, lost it. Little uh, Monsters? That, no. no uh, Monster Squad. Speaking of Little Monsters, moving across <laughs> the table to our favorite fat kid, the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. <laughs> The joke of that his reaction. That's messed up, man. <laughs> I said our favorite. Just to make it better. I used to be my favorite fat kid. Now I'm my favorite fat middle-aged man. <laughs> America's favorite evil dictator. <laughs> Does that sound much better because it's our favorite? <laughs> Speaking of favorites, I have a favorite potato chip now, and I didn't even eat it. It is Lay's dark chocolate dipped potato chips. Oh my gosh, we sell those at my store. I didn't even eat it, but it's my favorite. It moved right ahead of the uh, southern style biscuits and gravy mm. flavored potato chips. Are those like the Pringle swoops? I don't know what Pringle swoops are. Oh, they were chocolate dipped Pringles. Oh, okay. I, I, I feel like Lay's potato chips is better than Pringles just because Pringles is not really a potato chip. Yep. Uh, 
We have a very special guest on the Nerd of Godcast tonight. Uh, sitting in with the twins is the lovely Lorelai. Lorelai, you're on the radio. Can you say hi to everybody on the radio? Just talk right into that microphone there. Say hello. Okay, no. she doesn't want to. <laughs> or not. Lorelai is cute as can be, and she is four years old. Are you four years old? No. How old are you? No, you're four. You're nine? I'm four. You're 17? You're one? No. 36? No. No, Never. you're a cutie patootie. Uh, Lorelai is... No, I'm not doing that. She doesn't want your headphones on, Jessica. <laughs> we appreciate like, you. Just fine. I'm not doing Jessica. that. It is very late, and Jessica is... Uh, is babysitting, and Lorelai is here, and Jessica's a terrible babysitter, but that's okay. <laughs> With us, as always, is the twins, Jackie and Jess. Hello. Hi. And Lorelai. Yeah. <laughs> well, I see what you guys are up to. And <laughs> uh, Wrap it up. Who's your favorite fat kid, Jackie? I don't have a favorite fat kid. She, oh, you hear that? She don't like She don't like fat kids. No! She don't like fat kids. What in I just the world? Can't choose. Oh, you can't. You like can't you like choose. them all so much. I like them all so much. That's yeah. a very political uh, answer, man. I'm. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm hurt or if I celebrate your answer. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's the safest one. <laughs> <laughs> and over in the producers' booth, the legend among men, Nicholas Sadboy Sadler. Hello. Hello, Nicholas. Sometimes. Um, Sometimes you don't have to be a fat kid to be a fat kid. Today, Nick and I went to Ichiban, the mm. Japanese buffet, for lunch, and Ichiban. we celebrated our inner fat kids. <laughs> yes. I was very jealous of you guys. Were you, uh, I love Ichiban. It, it was really good. We had a good time. We, huh. we ate a lot of food, and then we sat for a while. And then we went back and ate more food. <laughs> yes. That's how you do it, That's how you, right. do, That's it, how you do it. I did the opposite. I had I had water and one and I had an appetizer for lunch. You're turning on us now. Did you have as much water as Steven has right now? I mean, maybe. I have a gallon of water right Steven there. Steven has an eight-gallon trough. <laughs> it's the, uh, the the aqua volume equivalent of uh, Lake Michigan. Yes. Steven's got over there. He's going to be peeing like crazy tonight. Yeah. So I apologize for the pauses. Will you laugh at Steven with us if he gets up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the show, Lorelai? You won't? Thank you, Laura. But we're going to laugh at him so hard and point at him with our fingers. <laughs> Laughing at people is not fun, is it? Yeah. She's thinking about it. No, she said no. <laughs> so, uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight and a lot to do. We would love for you to be part of the conversation. You can connect with us online through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can uh, check out our blog online, which has not been updated lately. Neff, Stephen, come on, you guys were writing blogs there like at a clip for a minute, and then what happened? Christmas, and you guys just checked it's out. Oscar season. You don't have many trailers. It's Oscar season. It's Oscar oh. season. Not much news is coming out. <laughs> don't steal my excuse. Oh, you can uh, find Name that heading. online at Nerd of God. Cast.com, and uh, you can also email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange some whimsical animated gifts with you. So uh, let's get to know you guys a little bit better. We're going to talk about your past tonight. We're going to delve into the history of the mystery that is you by playing a game called Two Truths, One Lie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You now. guys can't hear this. He is Lord, snorting. Laura Light is into the microphone. And that's all you heard was. <sighs> it tries to cover her mouth. Laughing and I started laughing, and then I saw Stephen laughing, and I started laughing more. She's gonna be the cutest edit. That's right. Uh, so I would about rather her being have a distraction. I would rather have her mouth sighing into the microphone and have to worry about that than Stephen like snorting and yawning <clears throat> and coughing. <laughs> 
making all kind of other mouth fart noises. Stevie. Yeah, Steven's the worst. So uh, we're going to do this. This game called Two Truths, One Lie, and you guys know how this game is played. You've probably played it before. We're going to ask each of our Nerd of God cast crew to share about themselves two things that are true and one thing that is not true. So they're going to give us three statements, and we're going to have to figure out which one is total bullcrap. So are you guys ready? Who wants to go first? Lorelai, who should go first? Point. Just point to anybody in this room. <laughs> She's thinking. She doesn't like thinking. taking orders. Thinking. thinking. Do you want Aunt Jessica to go first? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Good yeah. answer, Lorelai. Good answer. Yes or no questions work. So, here we go, Jessica. Two truths, one lie. I'm the oldest of ten. I'm related to Paul Revere, and I'm from another state. She is the oldest of ten, related to Paul Revere, and from another state. I'm trying to do math Which one do you think is the truth? Which one do you think is well, the lie? I know lie? one of them that's true. I know one that's true, for sure. Well, let's yeah. eliminate that. That one's she's from another state. She yeah. is, Everyone knows that she's from... She is from another state. Massachusetts. So, so what do you, what, which one do we think is, is the lie? Nick, what do, you, what do you guess? The Paul Revere one. She is not, you're saying she's not related to yeah. Paul Revere? I'm going to yes, put it I out there. I want to say she's the oldest of nine, because I think she's the oldest of ten, because I think she's actually the oldest of nine. Oldest of nine. I think she's nine. trying to do, like, a, a, a trickery. I say Paul Revere. Chicanery. Okay. Uh, all right, Jess, tell us which one is the lie. To my knowledge, I am not related to Paul Revere. All oh, right. Hey. She is related to Johnny Tremaine. Yeah. Oh, you have nine brothers and sisters, so you're the oldest of ten. Dang, damn it. <laughs> math uh, is hard, Stephen. No, okay. that's not math. I just misunderstood her phrasing. <laughs> I guess we're answering all the questions on whether Jackie and Jess are really twins or not. <laughs> so moving around the table, let's see what you have to say, Jackie. I'm the oldest of three. No. <laughs> I'm the oldest of ten. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm the middle child. <laughs> Lie. People's, people's morals are just shattered. Yeah. That's right. I've never seen snow. I've been to Canada, and I play five instruments. Well, you know, oh, one of those kind of... If I've been to Canada, I've seen snow. So. I, think, I think I know what, what, what if she went in the summertime. What was that last it's one? It's always snowing in Canada. I play five instruments. Canada's where the fortress of solitude oh. is, sir. Five's a high number. I know she plays at least four. I'm, guess, I'm guessing she <laughs> plays five. She, she plays five. She, she, she five. plays bass, she plays piano, oh, she plays French horn. Well, from yeah, what I know, Jackie, so, yeah, she she's been to Michigan, and Michigan is basically hugging Canada. Yeah, but has she ever been past the border? I'm going to say that she doesn't play five instruments and she plays four. She plays five. She may play seven. You don't even yeah, try yeah. to her. She plays oh, 19 yeah. instruments. You don't know her. She played tambourine one time. You, it counts. Do you have a passport? <laughs> she plays the Glock. No. Nope. Wait, this is a, this is a great <laughs> question. But, but if this she was a Akinator. child, you, can have, you don't have to have a passport if you're like two. Yeah, I'm she, somebody could have just thrown I'm her assuming. on her back like she was Yoda she and walked in a suitcase. into. She could have been smuggled into Canada. You don't know that. Sorry. Like Dunkaroos. Suddenly, I'm going to get a call from the Secret Service <laughs> from INS. Is Jackie an illegal Canadian? Is she a hoser? Hey. Who's your cookie? Oh, bless you. Bless you, Lorelai. What do you think, Neff? Which one is the lie? I'm going to say it's Canada. Canada is a lie. Do you guys agree? I agree. No, I say it's the answer. The instrument one? I, I'm going to go ahead and say I've never seen snow is the lie. Tony's right. Yes! Whoa. Really? Yeah. You've been I, to Michigan and you've never seen snow? No, she has no, seen I snow. Have oh. seen snow. Oh, never mind. Oh, I, have, I have been to Canada. Lie. Math is hard, yeah. Jessica. I actually so went to Canada and saw snow. <laughs> Logic so is hard. Logic is hard. What was the lie? She has, she she has, has in fact, seen, seen snow. I have seen snow. Oh. And I've been to Canada. So she said she hasn't seen snow. When you were two? Oh. I was eight. Oh. 
So how, you had a passport. How was he in concert? Because I, I saw Vanilla Ice, but I've never seen snow. Uh, joke for the 90s kids. <laughs> now, <laughs> to Tarooth is uh, one lie. Uh, I got my license when I was 16. I have written several unpublished short stories, and I have written a four-movie script outline. 20 pages long. I be- okay, I know that one's true. Yeah, that one's definitely true because we were talking about it. Green Lantern. I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got his license when he's 16, he, or he's written short stories. Unpublished. Un- well, unpublished. Well, Nicholas, what, what do you stories. think? Which one, which one do you think is uh, malarkey? I think I'm going to go with the uh, the short stories. Short stories? I, I'm going to say license. Yeah, I, I feel like the license. Seventy. I feel like the license might be it, but... I don't like you picking the numerical ones. I'm going to say <laughs> license. Uh, license seems like the, the obvious one, but I'm going to go short stories. There's a lie. So I was... I got my license when I was 17. Hey. Thank hey. you. You made that really interesting for us. <laughs> <laughs> I got it when I was 16.2. Lies. <laughs> Nick, you're up, buddy. My three are, I've been to New York, I've been outside the United States, and I have been to the Kennedy Space Center. Well, depending on where in New York, <laughs> and it might qualify as out of the United States. Have you been to Niagara Falls? <laughs> He's been to Canada. Albany. been to Albany and Buffalo. Is that New York State or New York City, sir? New York City. New York City. I know for a fact he's been to New York. I think you've told me, unless I imagine that. You so may have I imagined this it. game. I'm going to say he's he has... You say you have been outside the United States? You have not? I'd say that's the lie. What was the third one? I've been to the Kennedy Space Center. If he hasn't been to the Kennedy Space Center, then I'm going to be mad at I him. I feel like he's never been to the Kennedy Space Center. I think that's the lie. It yeah. better not be. I think he has never been That'd to be the Kennedy Space Center. For a man who wears more NASA shirts than he I've does. ever seen he in my life, NASA you've sh- never been to the Kennedy Space Center. <laughs> I have to check if he was wearing one now. I may have to slap you. <laughs> I only have two, okay? Yes. <laughs> I feel like you're someone who doesn't that. work there, that's you a lot. You have a Lego Spaceman shirt. I think that counts as a NASA shirt. All right, yeah, I'll give you that one. You're going to school to be an engineer. All right, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going all the way out. I'm saying NASA. Go big or go home. I'm saying you've never been out of the country. You seem like you've never been out of the country. Oh, dang. <laughs> he seems like he's what never been that? out of Perry. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nick? <I'm Perry. laughs> it is the... I've never been outside of the country. Or I, I, well, I haven't been outside of the country, so the, that one is the lie. That, no. that is the lie. So you yeah. have not been outside of the country. Yeah. Well, have you ever been offshore? Mm-hmm. Yes, but not far offshore. Well, that kind of counts for like you. Like a half a mile. Makes you feel any better. In the Gulf. So Have you ever flown in an airplane? Yes. That's fun. Oh, I've never flown that's in an off, airplane. That's off the continent. Yeah, well, really how high do you have to be to be outside? International airspace? I don't know. <laughs> you, you tell me, NASA. I am absolutely terrified of flying. How do you get past the ionosphere? But I, you want to go first or shall I? Uh, rock, paper, scissors. One, two, three, boom. Rock, boom, boom, boom. you go first. Wait a second. I won. Yes, you go first. All right. See how I did that? Reverse psychology. <laughs> Which just happened. Okay. Here's my wallet, too. Just <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, two truths, one lie. Uh, I performed puppets at Disney World for Jody Benson, voice of the Little Mermaid, and her grandma. When I was a baby, I was in a television commercial for an Italian restaurant and deli in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I used to drink a blue raspberry icy before school every day in 11th grade. Let me say the commercial one. I'm gonna say the blue raspberry. Every he drank, day he drank it. He drank wild cherry. 
<laughs> I perform puppets at Disney World for Jody Benson, the Little Mermaid, and her grandma. I used to uh, drink a blue raspberry icy before school every day. What was the other one? When I was a baby, I was in a my phone blacked out in a TV commercial for an Italian restaurant and deli in Fort Lauderdale. The problem with yours is that they're very specific, and they at least contain some kind of truth. They all seem like um, interesting stories, though. I'm, I'm going to say the Fort Lauderdale the one. Fourth one? Oh. The fourth one? The fourth one. The fourth one was the lie. Well, I don't know where you were when you I were baby. I don't own a chimichanga food truck. From what I know about, I don't know you that far back. I only know you being up in Hilton Head and then down here. Mm. Although, I think you've probably been up north farther. He also lived in know. Massachusetts and yeah. Virginia. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, I, I'm pretty you sure. You know Nashville. Throwing out my life story here, guys. I know a lot about you, sir. His social security number is... One, two, three. three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the same number I have on my luggage. (laughs) has a five in it, right? Yeah. All right. So take a guess, and somebody change the combination on my luggage. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to say Blue Raspberry. Blue Raspberry is the lie. I'm going to say the Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Jackie? I said Fort Lauderdale. Neff? I'm going to say the Blue Raspberry. Hmm, interesting choice. Jessica? Lauderdale. Port Lauderdale is the lie. I was Yay. never in a TV commercial as a baby, to my knowledge, but I did because I didn't want my stepdad to drop me off at school. When I was in 11th grade, I had him drop me off at the Circle K, where I would prevail myself upon their uh, their slushy machine, and I would get a Blue Raspberry. Uh, I think what started that was they were giving them out in collectible Star Trek cups. Every day you had one? I did. Uh, every How did morning. your body not just turn into like blue? How did you not become a blue man? I, I did. I was, I was like uh, Violet from Willy Wonka. They uh, rolled me group. into school. Uh, I thought it would be more uh, Tobias UK. Senior year it changed. Uh, there was a thing with the Young Republican Club where they were handing out orange juice in the morning because uh, Rush Limbaugh started sponsoring Florida Orange Juice. They sponsored a show, and uh, so they, they uh, people were saying, we're going to boycott orange juice because we hate Rush Limbaugh because he's, like, evil. And uh, I thought, all right, well, I'm going to buy orange so juice every day. Orange juice is delicious. I don't so care who endorses good. it. Whatever political party you are, if you endorse orange juice and if orange juice endorses you, you're okay. You are okay. Uh, Steven, okay. your go, buddy. All right. My three. I don't even need to look at them because I remember what they are. Um, I didn't get my driver's license until I was 22 years old. Uh, I once tried to grab a cop's gun without realizing that he was a cop. And I once, I once broke a glass dining room table while dressed up as Batman. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, like you know that one of these have to be a lie, right? <laughs> I know. I was like, I know wait, one wait, of that's a game we were playing? I thought we were doing our three darkest secrets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no driver's license till you're 22. Mm-hmm. You broke a table as Batman. A glass dining room table. As Batman. As Batman. Well, technically Batmonk, but I was Batman. I was pretending to be Batmonk. Oh, are you putting layers onto your I line? think he is. I no, think no, no, no. Well, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I know the lie now. After this, we're playing poker. <laughs> See, and now I know the lie. <laughs> Steven does not have a p- p- poker face. And then I grabbed a cop's gun. That's I the feel one. Like I, rem- I feel like I remember you telling me that story, though. I feel like I remember all I feel like I remember that. Stories. Yeah. I'm going to say the cop's gun one because I'm pretty sure he got his license when he was 22. We didn't actually get a car until like a year or two ago. I'm going to say the driver's license. Driver's license is true. Unless the number is 23. Yeah. I'm going to say the Batman one. Number 23 is a Jim Carrey movie. Mm. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not very good. Changing channels with Stephen Salisbury. Uh, 
All right, yeah. I'm, wait, 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 I want to see what Jessica says. I'm trying to do the math. <laughs> I'm going for the gun. Please don't. Oh, that's what Steven did. <laughs> that that never ends well for anybody. <laughs> didn't end well for Steven. Apparently not. I think it was the table. That's why he didn't he didn't get his license until he was 23. He was in jail. All right, so what do you say, Tony? I, I'm going I'm going with the gun. Uh, the Bat Monk is really believable, though. Quentin? Mm. See, is Steven smart enough to put that many layers on a lie? Yes. yes <laughs> Wait. He, he is. Yeah. Oh, the father of all lies. Oh. <laughs> That's why he's the worst. <laughs> Change my answer. Secretly the devil. Please don't say that. <laughs> That's not okay. You, you uh, I'm gonna go with the gun. Jaggy. Oh, I already said the Batman one. Jessica, you one. said Batman. No, I'm changing it to the car. To license. Nicholas. I'm sticking with the license. All right. Oh, crap. Well, did Jessica change it? Now I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I have a different frame of reference. Yes, she does. Does she? Yes, she okay. does. Because I know which car he took it in. The, the testing. Yeah, it was her car. Oh. Uh, the lie was I did not get my driver's license. 22. I was Sorry. 23. The other two uh, stories, because it was a 2013 Sonic. <laughs> yes, it was, it. and I was born in 1990. <laughs> so those other um, stories are true. I did, actually, I did reach for a cop's gun. I remember that story. Oh, and why would you do that? Because, okay, not to tell the story, because it was Halloween, mm. and I, right. I was trick-or-treating, I was 12. And, and he wasn't bright to begin with. Oh. I, but we approached a family dressed as cops in front of a haunted house. And we were talking to the family while waiting in line for something. May have been. He thought it was strange that the family was four adult men, but you know. No, it was a mom, dad, and two kids. They were all dressed as cops, and all the uniform or the uniforms. One of them was a uniform. Uh, all the costumes looked pretty realistic, so was, we thought that they were just, you know, dressed really up. good cosplayers. So I looked at the dad and I said, "Wow." That gun looks real, and I reached for it, and then he put me in an arm lock and said, Son, if I didn't realize that you actually thought this was a costume, you would be in a lot of trouble right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, was about the, that was the same time that he killed a police dog because he tried to pull its mask off. Oh. Oh, you, wow. guys, you guys have some great cop stories. I know you got one, <laughs> one about smelling bacon. What? Okay, mm. one what? time. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not telling this story. No, That's a great no, story. No, I do not, not I have light of nothing but, no, but no. the highest respect for law enforcement yeah. officers. The, the problem was that 15-year-old version of me had a mouth that wrote checks he couldn't cash. Uh, so this has been uh, two. Which, which, now, now, going back to your lies and your truths, are there any of those truths that you wish you could have changed? Like, oh, wow, I wish Wait, I could have. Yeah, <laughs> Breaking a, a glass dining room. T- I was four, by the way. Dressed yeah, up all, as all of yours uh, are pretty tragic. Yeah, well, no, the got, what happened Even the was license one. when I was dressed. Yes, it was. I was 23 years old when I got my license. I'm 26 years old now. It's okay. My friend Blake didn't get his, so he was 21. He, did, he, he didn't. He, like Stephen would walk around everywhere. You just see him walking down the road. I was thinner then. <laughs> walked everywhere. <laughs> I've gained like weight Jesus. in my car. <laughs> I don't know why. I didn't realize that you were making like a comparison. I thought you were like, like saying, like crap. Yeah, you walked everywhere. Like you were using Jesus' name in vain. I don't know why I thought you were doing that. And I was shocked for a second. Yeah, like, I was heart, confused for a brief My heart moment. dropped. Not unlike Christ Jesus, <laughs> who also walked everywhere. You too, sir, were a la PA. Yes. Uh, okay, well, uh, any, any of those stories that you would change? Do you wish you could have gone out of the country at some point? Did you ever have a chance to go out of the country and you, you just let it slip? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever had the chance. To. we got a missions trip coming up this summer to Columbia. Are you down? You going to go? I don't know if I can swing this. <laughs> it's not too expensive. We'll do a fundraiser for you. I wish I would have got my driver's license at 18. 
like all the rest of the kids. No, I just wasn't allowed to get my driver's license. I got mine at 17. Legally. Neff Dude. got his when he was 17. I mean, did I say 17? No, you said 18. Yeah, that's what I'm compared to most kids. Yeah, so. most kids in, in, our, in our age group got theirs at like 16. When I was uh, when I was in high school, um, I had moved here from South Carolina. I was in 10th grade in South Carolina. And, and in SC, in, in SC, in the SC, um, <laughs> up in South Carolina. Yeah. In South Carolina, you get, your, uh, you get your permit when you're 15 and you get your license when earlier, you can only drive during the daytime. You can only drive sun up to sundown. Oh. Uh, so, so I had a, a license when I was 15, and I moved here. And of course, it was invalid because you can't have a license when you're 15 here. Uh, but I'd never driven. I it was I only kind of had it like I never drove. I was never really allowed to drive, so um, I didn't know how to drive so much. I was in uh, shop class, uh, stagecraft class at my high school. And they needed somebody to pick up some supplies from the shop class, which was across the campus. And it was a really big campus. So they said, we just need someone to take this van and go to the other side. Now, the girl, there was a girl that was in my class, and her name was Heidi Volz. And Heidi Volz. That sounds like it's a always comic a girl. character name. It's always a girl. Yeah, No, no, no. It, had done, it wasn't because of the girl. Oh, okay. Uh, it was because of her father. Oh. Her father was Greg X. Volz, who was the lead singer of the Christian rock group Petra. Oh wow! Oh. Yes. Oh, so that sounds like a rock star. Name. Yes. Now he wasn't. The, he was not the lead singer at that time. Uh, he was the first lead singer. That was like so when when Petra, who was the, the I got saved at a Petra concert when I was thirteen years old. Was he there? He was not. Oh. It was John Schlitt was the lead singer at that time. But but Greg Volz, I listened to their entire back catalog. And and Greg Volz, so I knew all of his songs. I knew his voice. He was the he was David Lee Roth to John Schlitt's Sammy Hagar. You know, oh. it was, so it was it, and and that was his van, and it was the Petra Beat the System Tour '85 van. What? Mm. So I have to drive this van. So when our our teacher Mr. Hall said, "Who who you know can somebody take this van and go to the other side?" I will take the van. I will take it. I will drive the van to get the wood. I will do it. And he's like, "Do you have a license?" And I quick, quick flash of my <laughs> South Carolina license. I mean, I was a little bit my library card as fast as oh I flashed gosh. it. So I got in the van and I drove across and I loaded it up with all the wood and stuff so we could build some sets. And then I drove it back and I had to back it up to our loading dock because we had a really nice theater. And it took me about twenty five minutes to back it up because I just. And then like straighten it out, uh, and then backed it up, uh, and then straighten it out, uh, and and everyone's just on the loading dock. And by the time <laughs> I backed the thing up, they knew that I didn't really have a driver's license and know what I was doing. And um, I was, I didn't care. I got to drive the Petra van. Whatever. <laughs> that was a lie. That, that is a true story. Okay, that's a true story. True story. So uh, I, I don't even know what spawned that story on, but driver's uh, licenses. Driver's licenses. So I was an uh, adult. Do you have a driver's license? Do you enjoy driving around, or do you take public transportation? Let us know by connecting with us, Nerd of Godcast, across all social media platforms. And now, it's time for Neff News. Wait, Lorelai. Hi. Can you say it's time for Neff News? If you do, I'll buy you an apple juice. Make it two apple juices. Will you do it? Pretty, pretty, please. I'm begging you. Pretty, please. She's tired. That's okay. (laughs) You don't have to do it. We're still friends. Do you want a cookie? Yummy. She's really chewing on that towel. It's time for Neff News. Everybody, welcome to Neff News. My name is Neff. Today's news is brought to you by Earth Orbiter Font, making a Mars-based film or attraction. I got the font for you. Can I see the Earth Orbiter Font? Oh, that's cool. That's cool, right? Yeah, it's neat. So I'm, I saw that, I was like, ooh. Now I know all the news. 
she oh, read yeah. it super fast. <laughs> Jackie is a certified speed reader. <laughs> Go. And who is your news and nerd culture this week? I'm making hand gestures and sound effects for the entertainment of the little girl sitting across from me. Oh. <laughs> well, I was thoroughly entertained <laughs> as well. Oh. Stephen's like, often um, entertained by things programmed for little girls. Okay? <laughs> Brony. Well, dang, I'm not no! a brony. I am not remotely a brony. No. I've never watched an episode. No. I've purchased many paraphernalia, but I've never watched wait, an episode. I said I've purchased many paraphernalia. Oh, wait, wait, for what? For you, my you, little pony paraphernalia. You have, oh, but so for you your nieces, right? For my right? nieces. Okay. But you didn't say lead for my nieces. That. I said you I've said never I've seen the show. You said I purchased the paraphernalia three times, but you never mentioned your nieces. I, because lead, before lead I said my nieces, everyone's like, what? It doesn't say for your nieces on your credit card statements. Who's your favorite? I don't have a favorite because I don't watch the show, but my niece's favorite favorites. Pony? You seem like a I rainbow bright type of guy. What? Well, who's, who's your, your favorite, favorite pony? Say it. favorite pony? Twilight Sparkle. Oh, Twilight Sparkle. Wait. That's you... Steven's favorite, too. That's my niece's favorite. Sure. And my, no, my that's other Rainbow niece. Dash. No, Olivia's is Rainbow Dash. Allison's is Twilight Sparkle. Oh. <laughs> We're reaching a, a, a <laughs> hitherto untapped demographic. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, Ness. And Nerd of Godcast News, we Nerd found out God. some things we didn't need to know <laughs> on this episode. This is not every episode. <laughs> I'm worried about you, You Steve. were a little eager to wear the unicorn horn at uh, Phyla Games. Because it was New Day, not because of, I'm of just saying, My Steven. Little Pony. Are there even unicorns in My Little Pony? Yes. There's what they are, isn't There's alicorns. Oh. Right, Lorelai? thought they were ponies, not unicorns. I don't unicorns. know. Ponies There's earth unicorns. ponies, yeah. pegasus, and alicorns. If you're going to make a, a series of collectibles and action figures for little girls that are based on ponies, and you don't put wings on some of them or a horn on some of them, you're totally missing out. Well, wings, wings is different. Wings is a pegasi. It matters not. Pegasi? Pegasi and unicais are... Unicornies? What? There's unicorns, alicorns, pegasi, and Wait, what, what's the other things? Alicorn? What's an alicorn? It's a pegasus and unicorn combination. Alicorn. They have special ma magical powers in their royalty in the equestria world. Interesting. I've watched every episode. Do you remember the movie The Last Jessica's Unicorn? Allowed to know no. this because Nobody remembers The Last Unicorn. I, I've, I've heard, heard of it. Heard of yeah, I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen it. Isn't that a ride at Universal? I don't. What? what? The Flight Last of the Unicorn? The Hippogriff used to be the Flying Unicorn. No, they used to be Dueling Dragons. But no, no, it was oh, the flying no, no. unicorn was a small oh, wow. little kids roller coaster. Oh, yeah. It's like the, it's like Harry Potter did it. And it has it has Princess Kitties in the Crystal Empire. Oh, now we figure out what gets you to talk. <laughs> huh? yeah, we found her nerd. That's right. Everybody's <laughs> a geek Pegasus about something. Dog, oh, nice. And now it's Neff news. <laughs> in movie news, it was announced that the Green Lantern core movie will be released July twenty fourth, twenty twenty. And will be written by David S. Goyer, co-writer of the Dark Knight trilogy, but also writer of Man of Steel, the popular Constantine show, and the wildly unpopular Ghost Rider 2 Spirit of Vengeance. Blade 1 and 2, but also Blade Trinity, <laughs> The Crow, and Batman vs. Superman Jumper, and Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I feel like I'm in a bad relationship. Like, he makes me feel bad and cry, but then he, he did buy me that necklace that one time. <laughs> so I forgive him. <laughs> It bothers wait. me that all of your titles are like completely like out of order of release. Wait, wait, Nick Fury, the David Hasselhoff Nick yes. Fury? Okay. Oh, no. He wrote that? Yes. Man, oh, man. No. everybody has to start somewhere. Oh, David S. Goyer. David SG has been around for now, a long time. Now you understand. Man, you right. understand. I'll make you understand. If only someone had a 20-page four-movie treatise that they could submit, submit to him. Wait, 20 pages each or 20 pages no, total? No, it's, it's five pages each movie. Yeah, don't be ridiculous, Steven. 
I'm not a crazy person. <laughs> I just wrote a script about my for movie. I'll he didn't write it. it in his own feces, Stephen, <laughs> yeah. on a mattress. Oh it was gosh. my blood. Who's your, who's, your, oh, oh. <laughs> who's your John Stewart? You can't do it. Moving on. <laughs> There's a child in the room. Yes, <laughs> let's be aware. In video game news, for those of you who missed it, the Nintendo Switch was given a release date of March 3rd, 2017. I just that. Do you want to do the news? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, can you read? <laughs> do you want to do the news? Is that what this is? Why does it say that? Because I don't know. Why does it say that? You got to be quiet for a little bit, all right? <laughs> it's still easier having her here than Julia. <laughs> oh, my <Aww>. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lorelai, um, will you say it's time for Neff News now? Now that you're talking, no, you just talk over my news, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) That's great too. That's nice. That's usually my move, Lorelai. I'm I'm glad. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's time to switch back to the news. Uh, 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 Splatoon two. One cube, two cubes, three cubes. I'm Nintendo magician. (laughs) Spring boy and ribbon girl. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. For those of you who missed the Nintendo Switch was given a release date of March 3rd, 2017, with Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild dropping the same day as a launch title. Yes. Good luck playing it without tiny little Donald Trump hands. (laughs) (laughs) Pocket-sized Joy-Cons. Lorelai will do just fine. Yeah, (laughs) it's her new favorite game. They might be too small for her. You're wrong. They're like pocky-sized. Wrong. I'm like, I could eat one. I wouldn't recommend it. I would eat one. (laughs) <laughs> this joy con is delicious. Snack. <laughs> mm, fine cuisine from the faraway land of Japan. You mean sushi? In movie news, <laughs> the new X Men movie, working title X Men Supernova, is set to begin filming in May and is rumored to be centered around a beloved storyline from the Uncanny X Men comics. The Dark Phoenix Saga is rumored to be the focus of the new film, being another working title. The storyline follows the X-Men Jean Grey's turn into the more powerful Phoenix and eventually Dark Phoenix. This is good news for any fans of this character and storyline, but I don't know any uh, anybody personally who, who, uh, who, you know, anybody here on the podcast who cares about that kind of stuff. No. I will cut no. you. You're lucky that, like, Anyone I'm in between you and her because... Nobody. <laughs> You're lucky I'm holding the four-year-old. No one at all. This has been Neff News. Have a new today and a blessed tomorrow. Fantastic, Neff. Uh, we, we got to watch the Nintendo Switch announcement the other day. We stayed up late and got together to watch it. I don't even think we got together to watch it. I think we just happened to all be together. I didn't even know it was going to happen. You, yeah. you put out like a thing to all like our different youth. I was like, like hey, hey, come over to my house over. tonight. We'll and hang only out. The nerd and only the nerd guy can show up. It makes it sound like a put together a failed event. Let's just call it Kismet. Let's say it was a. It was a meant to be. It was meant. It, it was, was a it was a Thursday night. Plus Lots the Lord's of people purpose. are busy. Yeah, so uh, apparently so, we're not. So what but happened <laughs> is the nerds, the people with no lives, came over, and uh, thanks, Tony. So this is this is what I found. A couple things. We're going to talk about Nintendo Switch in just a second, but I also learned um, something else, which is uh, I think both uh, mildly entertaining and ravenously offensive. I'm not 100 percent sure if that's the the right word for it, but. Uh, you guys decided to come over to my house and play with my Amazon Alexa. <laughs> Say you guys, I wasn't involved. I was at work till the last like two minutes of that incident. 
including asking it questions about actress Ruth Wilson, uh, how old Orlando Bloom is, and uh, for information from Wikipedia about Zack Snyder. Now, in, <laughs> in the process of me going back and looking at all of your many, 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 many questions and queries that you uh, posed to my Alexa. Most of those were that game that she plays, Lou. Um, I will tell you something that I actually found out that I'm very, very uncomfortable with. My Alexa app does keep a running record of all of the questions that you ask it, which is uh, interesting uh, enough. Like, then, I know there's nothing bad, but I'm nervous right now. <laughs> but then, this. Alexa. Oh, so the actual, like, individual ones have different names. Alexa records everything you say, too. That's cool. What? No, that's not that's, cool. That's yeah, not, that's, I feel like that's not cool. That's a little uncomfortable. So all of the conversation that was happening in the room. Alexa, tell that I should like individual what's happening, the names. Tell the things that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the part that I was there for, because that's when Tony was like, stop telling my Alexa to say stupid things. Alexa, that's how you catch your spouse cheating. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Way to go, Neff. I don't remember the context of that one. What, what was that, Neff? So, and what's great is I'm trying to talk to Alexa, and Neff's just having his own conversation. And that's how you catch your spouse. Like, oh so oh just because no, that's what we were talking about when Tony was talking about how he don't it, bring his name up. No, 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 no. How it, it jotted down everything. I was like, and that's how you would catch your spouse cheating. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Alexa uh, actually records audio records, and if I can access it through my Alexa app. I suppose any of the good folks over at Amazon can also listen in on anything that's happening in my house. I'm so. not okay with that. NSA of, so, now, so, is it only when she's on? Yes, but when? Who, what is to dictate of. that she's on? Yeah. Just because I Alexa. say her. Yeah, but. It, yeah, it may be after she yeah, she hears her name. Well, but she has to still be listening to hear her name. True. Yeah. I mean, I'm not Ooh. I'm not like holding up in a in a uh, compound somewhere <laughs> storing Mountain Dews and Marlboros waiting for the end of the world. Well, <laughs> iPhone is constantly listening because you can say, "Hey Siri." We have to be pressing down the button. No. 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 Nope. Hey Siri. No, the hey that's weird. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's constantly listening. Uh, so just you know, not to not to fuel. Uh, this has been your your nerd of God cast uh, paranoia moment. Conspiracy. Uh, it is just a, it is a little weird, a little off putting. So um, just beware what you say and who you say it to, because somebody's got it backed up somewhere, and it's going to come to bite you. That seems biblical, right? Like every mm -hmm. idle word, you never know. But uh, if if Apple knows, if Amazon knows, the Lord definitely knows. So mm -hmm. be careful and be cool. So what did you guys think about the Nintendo Switch? We saw that announcement. It happened. <laughs> it was very, very humorous to watch. It was very yes. Japanese. We we had so many like I really wish that we could have done like a planned thing to where we could have maybe done a video stream or something. I had no idea that it was going to be so weird. Yeah, like because we had some really funny quips. <laughs> we were laughing. We were. It was pretty funny. Splatoon uh, too. Splatoon. I mean, did yeah. you watch the Wii launch when they did that? Or I don't, no, no, I don't remember that really being a thing. Back they were then. were launches like that big. No, because like, well, they were they were big, but I think I remember hearing more like when the Wii was coming out, we were reading about it in magazines. Yeah. Uh, more than true. like live streaming events mm -hmm. from Japan on it. You know, the, it was the, the culture was a little bit different. Yeah, I was gonna then. say like live stream is a much Almost more. Relevant thing now. Yeah. I mean, 
streaming. We got like Facebook Live. You can go on Instagram Live, like all this stuff. So like live streaming is a really big deal now. Yeah. So we all watched it. People around the world watched it, and it was a uh, it was strange. Um, Those guys are dorks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look who's talking. I know. I kind of felt bad at one point. Jackie's like nerd, and I'm like, Jackie, we're on a nerd show. I, I know. I, I was. Be it like... was. I was making a joke <laughs> to that. Like. I just really, okay, you know the little plastic things that hold like clothing tags? There's still one in the back of my shirt. And it's oh, no. freaking, oh, I got it. That means uh, you stole it. Oh, the little plastic things that, that clip the, that the, price the price tag, tag to your shirt. It. It's still in the back of my shirt. It was punching me in the neck and it was hating me. Um, so, so anything from the Switch that you saw that you were like, oh my goodness, that's really, really cool? Breath, Breath of, of the Wild. wild. <laughs> Skyrim. See, and that Mario was, looked good. The Mario, Mario Odyssey looked weird. Like <sighs> Super Mario Odyssey. Weird. Yeah, it looked weird, but like it's a new Mario game, Super and Mario. Oh, okay, cool. okay, I'll, I'll be fair. Uh, to be fair, uh, when they they kept putting out like Super Mario Brothers Wii and the Super Mario like new Super Mario Brothers, and it was just kind of a let's go back to the well and do the mm-hmm. same thing over. Yeah, on, this so. one is like a, a newer thing. Yeah, yeah you got to give it credit. This is definitely a different direction. I remember when Super Mario Galaxy came out; it was definitely out of the box. Mm-hmm. But uh, Super Mario 3D Land and the Super Mario uh, Wii, like the new Super Mario Brothers, it was very formulaic. So it is cool to see it doing something Super different. Mario Sunshine was also really good. It wasn't the usual, like, side-scroll thing. It was, a little, it, it was a little more like 64. Super Mario Sunshine yeah. was a little more 64, but the, with the water cannon and stuff, it was different. There was I liked a different it. Vibe too. I liked it a lot. One of the things, you, one of the comments you made when we were first watching the trailer was, it looked like GTA. It was GTA Mario. Yeah, well, I, I like the like, idea of, steal a taxi? of an open-world Mario game. That's kind of cool. Well, I mean... Um, I don't know Breath that it's the open world. world. Yeah, yeah. Breath of the Wild is open world. Did, what, yeah, yeah. Did, did they say it was an open world game? I don't know, but he moved. He looked like he moved around the streets it, a yeah. lot. It, it reminds it reminds me of Super Mario sixty four, where it's not it's not really open world, but each level is a little bit more open for you to do what you want. Yeah, there was different ways to approach to, each yeah, level. Tasks mm-hmm. you yeah, that, I, I get that. So you either get all good. the red coins or go defeat the big the bomb boss. What do, what do you oh, think yeah. about the uh, the weird eyed happy male looking hat? That was weird. Yeah, it was definitely unexpected. It was like going through the whole trailer and then suddenly, boop, my, there's the eyes. My first thought was, it reminds me a lot of the Minish Cat. Because it's like, oh, it's a hat and it's alive. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to actually act like the Minish Cat. And then it. what's his name? Like, as soon as the trailer was done, it just panned back to the guy and oh, he, he was, was wearing, wearing the, the hat. hat. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, no, this <laughs> oh, is not. <laughs> the presenters cracked me up. They were so funny. The hat is always watching you. Brought to you by Amazon Echo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love me, uh, Miyamoto. Hey, he's, he's like, like how's hey. the game? Thumbs down? No. Thumbs up. I'm like, oh, you oh, tricked me. What about, uh, what's, 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 I thought he was about to put Zelda on blast. <laughs> he's like, like this game sucks. Don't buy the game. <laughs> what's the Nintendo, the Nintendo, Nintendo American guy? Re- Reggie. Reggie's awesome. Yeah, Reggie's a hoot, man. When we, when we, uh, I think the whole room got it really excited when we heard Reggie was about to have, we were like, Reggie! My son, the nerdy guy kid was there, he's like, that's my boy Reggie, <laughs> yeah. that's my boy Reggie. And then he tweeted the next day, he goes, Nintendo Switch, my body is ready. Yeah. Oh, what? Yes, <laughs> yes, it's a what? meme! Uh, it's a meme! It's it is. That makes me so uncomfortable that your son did that. I knew so, him when he was three years old. But we're driving. Oh, to, we're driving. Funny. I'm driving to school the next day. I had to think. Okay, I'd have a parenting moment. I'm thinking like, <laughs> I have to address this. I can't just let this like, one slide. Yeah. This so cannot stand. We're driving, and I said, "Son, um, do you understand?" And he goes, "You don't understand the reference, Dad." No, no. And I'm like, "Wait a second. Who are you to be talking to me about? I know references. I'm, like, I don't think you understand I'm the, the reference. I don't know if you know, I know the, the implication." I know the reference, 
but do you know the origin? Like, do you know what it means? Like, do you understand? Like, you you understand the the reference from the internet, but I understand the context from real life. So, what's the uh, internet reference? There's a there was a thing about Reggie, and he was kind of making this goofy, awkward thing from I think it was from when the Wii launched or yeah. from the Wii U or something like that. And that was the caption. And that was the caption. My body is ready. <laughs> so that's how I know about him. But the context was yes. Yes. definitely mommy daddy time centric. Yes, wow. mm-hmm. but it has um it has kind of blossomed on the internet, but yeah. he not understanding the root of it uh, decided to demonstrate the fruit of it, and I just explained to him that we may be sending the wrong message with our tweets. <laughs> so I did not, um, although we had a good positive parent-son moment, I did not go back and see if he deleted the tweet, so he might have just uh, heard. And now then, we're going to check. Now we're all going to check. Because <laughs> your son doesn't tweet that much. He's I can a, check quickly. A hearer of the word and not a doer, deceiving himself. So, uh, would you be mad if I retweeted it if it's still there? Yes, I would be very mad. Steven, you are a youth leader. You're a youth leader. <laughs> we all retweeted. Oh my gosh, you guys are all grounded. He did tweet I'm two not... days ago, Tweeta. Tweeta? Yeah. Is that, is, that, is that the new segment? On... Tweet! <laughs> Tweeta! <laughs> uh, uh, no, but nope, he didn't say anything. He tweeted, he tweeted it. He deleted it. Okay, okay. Good, good boy. Good but boy. he did say, same, bruh. On one of his tweets, yeah, that makes me. I, I can't, uh, I can't erase all of his teenage awkward. But I'm gonna try making art to the, the flow of music. Sometimes. I love that kid, but he's, he's awesome. Well, he's awesome. He is. Yeah, I remember when you and you were teenage awkward. Yes. Um, it, was there anything that you found totally laughable and ridiculous? Splatoon two. Splatoon two. That was so weird, right? But it looks really fun. The game looks fun. But the guy, he the comes out all, like, lab-coated with the two guns. He's like, we are researching squids. You know who I felt really, really bad for? The translators. The translators. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there were some great awful. Twitter, like, responses to that. The trans- it's time to switch the translator. <laughs> Dude, uh, Suda51, I felt bad for his translator because oh he cannot keep up. So, uh, what but about, Yoshiaki about? was my favorite part of the entire presentation. <laughs> Being in person, doing the snaps, and then like having this like video package. I'm pouring of him. a glass, and I can tell. But when he was like acting like a magician. Oh, he really oh, was. He was, was so best. funny. He was I tweeted, "I love Nintendo's new magician." That was like my favorite. <laughs> but thing. the thing is, like, he's like a certifiable genius. Like, he's mm-hmm. he is like a brilliant, brilliant. Okay, game so who, who is that guy? Because he's really he's my he was my favorite part easily besides maybe Red. He's Yoshiaki. Like, awesome. Yeah, he's like the Japanese game bo- uh, James Bond. He's, uh, I think he's one of Nintendo's uh, senior product developers. He's cool. And he is really, really cool. He's a funny guy. Funny guy. But it well, was... I tried Googling Yoshiaki, and I'm getting nothing but, like, old <laughs> Japanese warriors. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, the... Well, no, I didn't like it, but it made me laugh. Was it was, like, one of the translators is talking so slow. I was like, who... What kind of medication is this guy taking... He's he over he's over medicated. He wore himself out playing arms. He's on that Linda yeah. McMahon. He's on that Linda McMahon status. What's so, sorry? Is that early? Yeah, he's wrestling. Wow. No. Okay. I feel like that okay. wasn't good. That that's like a deep wrestling. He's a deputy general manager, Yoshiaki, of oh, Nintendo. Fantastic. Uh, and he's a game designer and director and producer. And producer. And producer. And he is a he is the the Renaissance man. Jack of all trades. Triple threat. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought there were some dumb-looking games on there. I was really hoping... What was that one that was just like the... You're going to hold the controller and point it at the person next oh, to you? Oh, yeah. it's like one-two switch? Game? Yeah, one-two switch. I was really oh, yeah. hoping that that would be Wild Gunman. I don't know. I like the idea of them bringing back some of those old Nintendo I, franchises. I saw a video today. Where's my Gyromite reboot? <laughs> I saw a video today. I think it was from one-two switch. It's two people. They each have their Joy-Con things, and they're milking an utter... <laughs> Shut your mouth. Boop. Oh, my boop. gosh. Just like... Up, down, up, down. You know, there's moments bad, when I'm bad. so glad that we're an audio podcast. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Lorelai, keep your head down. <laughs> Neff, stop. <laughs> Say, that's enough, Neff. That's enough, Neff. Uh, so who's going to get the Switch? Eventually, Me. I might. Well, my did, anybody, is, did anybody pre-order it? No, no. Broke. One of my friends at work did. He traded in his Wii U immediately for it and got it. That's, that's probably a good trade. The, for the Wii U? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any games for the Wii U that I'm like, I really like. The, see, I would keep it for the redef, uh, the high definition Wind Waker. I haven't finished that yet. Twilight, Twilight Princess. Princess. Yes. Why I'm keep it. See, I, I thought it, like if they would have taken like my old PS3, I would have traded in my PS3 for a Switch. But I started playing Twilight Princess the other day, mm -hmm. just uh, from the beginning. And that game starts out so slow. All mm -hmm. Zelda games start out slow, but it's like, that I, one's really slow. I know how to play Zelda. I don't want to spend the first three hours HD? jumping over a fence or like finding someone's chicken in the village. Just come on, man. Just let me go kill some stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even like that. I, I like games but that, that 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 take their time and unwrap, but it's just that one took I've a been, while. I've been doing this for years, Nintendo. Just let me let me tap X and skip. Here. Which which uh twelve the HD remake? Yeah, HD. Yeah. I said I really want to play that. I, I have can go back and hook up my nineteen ninety nine or eighty nine Wii, the two thousand nine Wii. I was, gonna so say, I, was well, I was gonna say either the Wii or the GameCube. I'm not playing that motion controlled Zelda garbage ever again. Hey. Well, no, no, because you could Skyward you, Sword wasn't bad. If you had no. the GameCube, you could put it into the Wii and then play it on a. Pro but I don't question. A pro yes. controller? Since the Nintendo Switch is cartridge-based, can you play uh, DS games on I don't think so. I don't think so. I didn't know it was cartridge-based. Yeah, it's, it was cartridge-based. Cartridge -based. It was on enough news. That you Does that mean I can, cartridge? Oh, can yeah. I play Game Boy games I'm sorry. No, probably not. Probably not. Once you've gone to the I'm next episode, here, I, I only have the storage capacity for one Neff News. So right now I am all up on David S. Goyer, but I have no idea what you talked about last week. <laughs> this isn't the first time this has happened either. <laughs> what? One time you taught you tried to tell me the story that I had told you on Nef News. Clearly I didn't retain that either. And Usually you, what I do. And you were like telling me you're like, oh by the way, this happened, this happened. And then I was like, I, yeah, I, I told you about that. <laughs> oh. I had, uh, going back to the switch talk, I had somebody at work ask me if I was going to get it, and I was like, I might eventually get it, but there's not enough. At launch to really make it's basically because I want to want the pro controller, so that's seventy dollars extra. So you three hundred dollars for the game, seventy dollars for the pro controller, and like fifty bucks for the game, and the plan spending over four hundred dollars for one game what initially. If, but what if you want to play with other people? How are you gonna play with the pro? Controller they have to buy a Switch controller. They have to buy a Switch too. If you want to do multiplayer, I mean, you either got to hold the little rinky dinky huh. controller, yeah, or everybody's got to have their own Switch. And at two ninety nine, I don't think that's going to happen. When they're showing the hey, look at look at all these guys around their table at lunch, and all sixteen of them are going to set up their own systems, um, dude. I don't know enough people that have DSs to pull that off. Uh, and DSs are one hundred and fifty bucks yeah. for three hundred dollars. That's going to be a tough one to create. That I was kind surprised. Of I was surprised at how expensive they put it because that's like if unless. You're like a dedicated Nintendo fan. If you're looking at a Xbox One and a PS4 and a Nintendo Switch all at the same price, I think more people are going to be more likely to go to an Xbox One and PS4 because you get more out of that. Here's the nice thing: wait till PlayStation Five, 
and then you can play the high definition version of Breath of the Wild no. when Nintendo no longer has a console to make for it. I was gonna say, I mean, keeping in mind Wi-Fi is a much more relevant thing now because you have the online gaming, and I think Nintendo has more of an idea to use that probably. Does that make sense? To play online, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, and, but you have to, pay, now. but now you have to pay for to play oh, online yeah, with their right. service. Yeah. But th- they always show in the commercials, hey, here's a couple of people. We're just gonna yeah. set ours up yeah. at our backyard picnic because you know the people that like playing Skyrim on the go are the same people that have all these social friends that they're gonna have backyard picnics with. And look, there's lights hanging up, and we're really cool young millennials, and also Nintendo time. Uh, I can't tear myself away from Splatoon two long enough to be social, but here we are. Uh, I just don't. I don't know that it's going to take off the way that they uh, they hope it will. Uh, I hope. I wish they do well. I like Nintendo, but um, man, I, it's called peaked with the Wii, in my opinion. So we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, you you never know. There's moments when you look back and you say, "Hey, that seemed like a really good idea at the time." And uh, I, I think you Sega Dreamcast or the Wii U. You know, it seemed like oh, a really yeah. good idea at the time. But I bet you Nintendo wishes they could go back and undo that one. But uh, but you cannot. So somewhere in some alternate universe, the Wii U is the system that everybody plays, and it's just <laughs> it's just Skylanders and Amiibos, and and you know the PlayStation Four yeah. and the Xbox One are both you know the on the the downtrodden. All they have is uh you know Barbie games and uh, you know trying to well, replay two thousand one NHL games. To the the thing was slide. like when the Wii came out, it was going against the Xbox three hundred and sixty and the PlayStation three. Correct. Which were pretty darn good consoles, but. The Wii was a darn good console, too, where with the Wii U, it didn't really wow as much as the PS4 and the Xbox One. And they all came out around the same time, didn't they? Well, the play mechanic for the Wii U was strange. A lot of people didn't want to support it. It was difficult. It wasn't as cool and and useful as they thought it was going to be. I remember when they made Arkham City for it. Yeah. And it was strange to use the the tablet as your menu because you kept having to take your eyes off of the television screen. And you're you're looking down. It was just really bizarre and uncomfortable to do that. And they, they had... All the third-party support that they say they had now, they had a lot of third-party support when the Wii U came out, and then immediately everybody abandoned ship. You know, and you, you got to know, hey, we got Ubisoft making games for us. Okay, well, are you going to get a good Ubisoft game, or are you going to get Dance Party Nine? Well, they had Assassin's Creed games for for the Wii U, but I don't know how well those play. Mm. But the thing is, if you have mul- multiple consoles, and I think a lot of people do, especially if it's a Nintendo console and you're a, a serious gamer. I don't think you only have a Nintendo console. Mm-hmm. So the people that are going to play Assassin's Creed are not going to play it on their Nintendo. Mm-hmm. They're going to play it where they can unlock their trophies or their achievements. They're going to play it online with their friends and, and different things like that. So they're not buying it for, for Nintendo. And the people that are buying it for Nintendo, they're not hardcore enough gamers to support your platform like that. So um, I don't know. I, I think that's uh, y- y- their market is, is strange. It, it's uh, casual. I don't know. I think, I think they really... Their success that they've had with their mobile platforms, with uh, Super Mario Run and Pokemon Go, is going to far overshadow anything to do with Nintendo Switch. And I think this will probably be Nintendo's last foray into consoles. Do you think they'll still keep handhelds like DSs? Because DSs have have been very successful. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think they'll continue on with consoles. I don't think they will. Um, The games are good. I don't think that. I mean, I don't get excited. Like the Wii U is cool. Because the GameCube felt like every other controller or whatever, and the Wii U was different because it was motion control, or the Wii was different because of that. So I don't know if they have much else to do. I mean, Wii was great for bowling. Yeah, there are like for Lorelai and I both have Wiis, and so we use them for very specific things. Mm-hmm. I use them for very specific games, and Lorelai watches Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? basically. And my PlayStation <laughs> is used for 
heavier games. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. And there's a difference. I mean, I, there's I can play WarioWare on this very, very easily, but I don't want to play Batman on it. I don't want to play Skyrim on a little. T- I mean, think about that little tiny controller, and that's what I'm playing Skyrim with. Yeah, yeah. unless you buy the Pro controller. Which for and even bucks. then, it looks like it's kind of small. Uh, I'm just saying. I mean, it's that's not what it's made for. It's not what it's made for. You know, yeah. so. Uh, we'll see what happens. And if the best they can do is playing remastered versions of games from 2012, then what's the point of buying it? You know, yeah. There's there, there's uh, other ways. I'm not poo-pooing on it. I would really hope that it, that it comes out and just blows up and it's the greatest thing because I like Nintendo. I want them to do well. It's good for everybody when they do good. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and pause real quick, take a break, and uh, we will be right back with more. Fun stuff here on the Nerdy Godcast. Uh, let us know what you think about the Nintendo Switch. Let us know what consoles you are uh, were have purchased that you thought were going to be great that you were disappointed by. Uh, anything Sega after the Genesis, and uh, we will be right back after this. And we're back. Uh, so think about the moments of your life, guys, where. They're sort of those hub moments where your story can go one way or another way and you make a choice. Maybe it's uh, getting into a relationship with somebody. Maybe it's moving to a new location. Maybe it's deciding a job or uh, starting college or something like that where at that moment in your life, I could have gone left and I could have gone right. I chose a direction and that's determined the person that I am today. Can you can you think of any moments like that? Do you feel comfortable sharing? Lorelai, do you want to share something in your life? I know it's four years, probably a lot going on. No. Uh, what What's something in your life that you can think of that, that was that moment for you? Maybe, Nick, it was moving to Orlando. Yeah, most definitely. Gotcha. And, and what, what what would have happened if, if things would have gone differently, if you'd have made that choice differently? Like, where would you be today? Either Tallahassee or uh, Gainesville. So that I would have either been in one of those And doing places. what? I have no idea. Yeah. I know I had a church in, for each of them. Mm-hmm. I, that was one of my things that I was looking for. If I went to Gainesville, I would have been, or went to DCC. Uh, Do you think you would have been on a highly successful Christian nerdy podcast? Probably not. Probably no. not. So, no. you know, so, a lot of opportunities. I'm just right saying, now. doors are opening up for you. Uh, Jackie, can you think of any moments like that in your life where if, if I would have done this or if this would have been different? Well, I mean, there's the most obvious and Jesus answer is when I accepted Christ is my savior. I was 13, seventh grade. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like knowing, knowing God, knowing Christ and, and having a relationship with him in my life has made a big difference in who I am in the things that I do. Sure. And, um, Oh my goodness. I couldn't, I I've it. never even thought about you as like not Christian. Yeah. Like, and, and I think about it sometimes to like, think about like, well, what kind of friends would I have? Right. Probably not the right ones. No, I probably certainly. wouldn't be doing the right things oh my but goodness. like That's breaking my heart right yeah, now just thinking about that yeah so like because i've been saved going on 10 years this year so nice. it's it, it's a it's an interesting thought for me to think of where i would be if i didn't make that decision to accept christ and oh i didn't goodness. make that decision to follow through with wow it. can all of us kind of like look at that moment <laughs> in our lives and shudder had things gone a different way uh, I mean, little just the littlest factors that could have pushed you one direction or the other direction oh my goodness i mean i can almost see uh like what would have happened to me if I didn't do it just based on the friends that I had and where they are now. Wow. Mm-hmm. If Same. I want to have that, that was going to be mine. Like if I want to have decided to take church and God a little bit more seriously than I did. Cause when I first got saved, I still first got saved. I still started, I was still acting a fool outside of church and I loved church and I loved everything that happened at church. And I didn't put on a front at church to, you know, 
trick other people, but I put on like a front at church because I actually enjoyed what was going on. But outside of church, I was still me. And I started taking, you know, the call of God in my life a lot more seriously. And my friends at the time, they, they didn't at all. So you see by, by kind of following those guys and keeping up with them, you go, wow, if I had not really made this a turning point in my life, um, I probably would have been on the same path that they're on and, and maybe exactly. not had the same joy, not had the same you know success or uh, maybe made some poor choices yeah. down the road. What do you think, Neff? Any moments like that for you where you go, wow, things would really be different. My life would be super different right now if this happened or if this had not happened. Um, well, there's one friend in particular that like I probably wouldn't be at this church if I hadn't met him and become like really good friends with him, my friend Blake. Back in ninth grade, like, especially after my dad had passed away, uh, he kind of was there for me through that, and he kind of helped me, through helped me just be able to release like anything I was feeling. Someone I had to talk to, and then eventually he invited me to this church, and that's how I like found out about like actually started going to church and actually found out about being saved. And so, so let's go full Twilight Zone on this thing. Let's go back and say forget, forget Blake. Um, imagine one day you wake up and your whole world is different and you, you walk out in your house and your mom is there and your dad is there. How is your life different today? I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I guess it's a lot less crying. <laughs> it's, it's strange to think, you know, when you go through something like that as a young person, and I'm sorry for being so, so blunt and direct, but when, when you have to go through something like that as a teenager, it really changes the way that you kind of grow and develop. It changes a lot about the way you see the world around you. When you, when we deal with tragedy, when we deal with tough things, whether they're shared national tragedies, something like, you know, what would happen if September 11th never happened? Mm -hmm. How would the world be different today? Or when you talk about the loss of a loved one or, or you know, something that's, that's deeply personal, um, we, we can never really calculate exactly how that affects us and how that changes us. And at first it kind of affected me negatively like I had, I kind of changed who I, I became destructive because of it. But then there was like a moment when I just realized like what I was doing was wrong. And then I was trying to figure out a way to, you know, figure out how to like straighten myself up. And then because of that friendship that I had with Blake, it kind of led me here. It's so, yeah, it's strange. You know, you we see that God works all things together for the good. Uh, but but you wonder like the things that we wish didn't happen. Like what if they. What if they happened the way that we wanted them to and it butterfly affected and caused like a whole bunch of crazy crap to happen in our lives and we end up, I don't know, marrying our cousins or something weird happens because, you know, we we, we thought that we were getting spared from the pain, but it actually uh, spared us from the very thing that drove us forward and gave us direction. Uh, tonight, we're going to take a look at the stories that happen in our lives, those sort of uh, forks in the road. Uh, the choose-your-own-adventure moments mm -hmm. and how they put us on the path that we're on. And then we're going to compare them with the path that we never took. Tonight, we're going to look into the multiverse and see what alternate universe version of ourself stares back. Uh, you guys are familiar with the idea of multiverses or, you know, mm -hmm. alternate timelines. Yeah. Uh, we were having... AUs. AUs. Explain what that means to me. Alternate universes. It's literally. Literally. Like, that's what it stands so give me, for. Give me some context for our listeners. Um, it's like, let's say that we're in an alternate universe where um, 
cows run the universe. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. Cows run the world. Cows Cow for president. Cows are the d- d- developed opposable thumbs. Mm-hmm. And they wrote signs telling us to eat more chicken. <laughs> <laughs> in Rise the, of the planet of the cows. In the words of uh, Jack Handy, uh, if when the if there was an alternate universe where dogs ruled everything, I hope they wouldn't let the ones be in charge based on their size, because I bet you there are some wiener dogs with really good ideas. Uh, we see this in, in literature. We see this in all of our the interactive media and things like that all the time. I think one of the first times I was specifically aware of it was at the end of the movie Back to the Future. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Marty goes back in time, uh, interacts with his own parents, and sets the timeline askew. And in a scrambled, hurried fashion, because fashion because he's he has to be all done and ready by Saturday night at ten oh four p.m. because there's going to be a lightning bolt that's going to be what sends him back to the present, back to the future, and um, he's got to fix what he accidentally put wrong by getting his parents to hook up. Otherwise, his hand becomes see-through and he ne- he's never born. And uh, he ends up doing that, comes back to 1985, his present day, and. Everything's the same slash different. Everything is the same slash different. Like, for some different. reason, his father's successful, but still lives in the same house. <laughs> and still drives the same car. Oh. But his house is nice, and his brother is wears, works at an office and still lives at home. But, his, but Biff is now his servant. That's right. His servant. He's a, he has a detailing shop, and he's working on Mr. Fly's car. Yeah, no, but you got to admit, Biff, Biff kind of definitely went to the beta male there. <laughs> oh, like, yes, he did. Now, Biff, the, don't con me. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. McFly. Sorry, but I was just starting the second game. That Biff, what a tease. If you didn't try to rape your mother at that prom, then we never would have gotten together. As you say, if you play the game, he's like even worse like that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so so, but that's that was the first time I realized. And then Back to the Future Two came along, yes. and it was like, okay, now he went back in time. Okay, so we got to go back forward to 2015 and stop him. From, no, because if we do that, we're going to be the alternate universe of 2015. Yes, we got to go back to 1955. Back to 90. Sorry, we got to go back to 90. Yeah. It's amazing how young old Biff would have chosen that moment in time. Yeah. <laughs> slipped on a slipped on a. Wash basins, wipe my head, yeah. hanging a clock over my toilet. Slipped on the toilet. Why? Wait, now why would he hang a clock over a toilet? I don't know. What if you want to? What if you want to tell Tom to get this out of the rich, shower? Is this Rich Biff? No, this no, is Doc. Doc. This is Rich Doc. It's the 1950s. This, this is different time. Time. It's 1950s. Different time. Different time. Different <laughs> Sometimes I want to sit on the toilet backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to take, I have to take my pants all the way off what to do it. What if he had a weird 1950s like bathroom and I guess toilet was sideways and he had to like... Because if you sit know. backwards on you have a little shelf for your chocolate milk. I think we're thinking way too much oh about the physics about of peeing uh, in the 50s. Um, I remember when I was a little kid there was a movie that came out called um, The Final Countdown. And the Final gosh, Countdown! <laughs> <laughs> you are not a magician. I'll wait. Uh, <laughs> sorry. The Vital Countdown was a movie where uh, an aircraft carrier from the modern day, which would have been mid '80s, uh, went through some kind of storm and came out the other side the day before the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. Ooh, what? what? And they cool. have to make a choice: do we stop the Japanese from bombing Pearl Harbor? It's a fixed point in time. It's a fixed point, and, and that's it. You know, it, they, so sorry. They have this things. wonderful conundrum of: 
is it the right thing to do to fight the enemy no matter where we are in history? Let's kill Hitler. But like, yeah, let's kill Hitler. Let's kill Hitler. And that's what happens. <laughs> I, I've noticed like in all of these different um, timelines, it always kind of seems to revolve around World War II. We have to go back and World War II changes everything. It's one of the worst well, the, parts of American or uh, world history. Well, it, uh, it's for me, it's the most interesting to learn about. Like I always loved learning about that in high yeah. school because if I'm not mistaken, um, Pearl Harbor is what brought us into the war, right? Correct. Like, yes. that, like, and now imagine what would have happened if we didn't come in, if we didn't help. Well, they explored that in the, uh, I think Harlan Ellison wrote it. it. It was the episode of Star Trek, the original series, mm -hmm. called City on the Edge of Forever. And oh, there, there's the, the, the big portal, this gate the, the, that they, they went through and ended up back in the 1930s. And um, there was a woman who was about to get hit by a car and, and Dr. McCoy, Bones, uh, saved her from you know getting killed by this car, mm -hmm. and uh, while they're there, Kirk ends up falling in love with her, and it's a what what has happened was she runs like she ran like this mission, this Twenty Third Street mission or something like that. She wanted to help people, she wanted to save the world, she wanted to tell people about peace. And uh, as history went on, back on the planet where the the time gate was, there's no more Enterprise above it. And they're like, well, what the crap happened to the Enterprise? Well, there's no more Starfleet. There's no more anything. Well, why not? And they realized that because she lived, nothing like all of the human history had been changed. She was supposed to die in that moment, mm -hmm. and what had happened was that she ended up telling people, "We need to, uh, we need to have peace," and it caused them to delay getting into World War II, uh, because she was saying, "Isolationist, you know, let's not be involved in the war. Let's mm -hmm. give peace a chance." And America it delayed getting into World War II, which gave Hitler enough time to develop the atom bomb, mm -hmm. and the Germans won World War II, mm -hmm. and wow. Humanity was destroyed. So, yeah. which so now Kirk, who has fallen in love with this lady, uh, Edith Keeler, I think her name was, uh, now has to let her die. Otherwise, you know, humanity's at stake. So it's a it's a very powerful, very poignant episode. It was it really at that time, especially, kind of made you scratch your head and go, "Wow!" It's like let the one die for the thousands. Yeah, to uh, the needs of the, the many outweigh the needs of the few. There you the go. One. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. And uh, and that's tough, man. That's that's a that's a tough one to do. But Star Trek did that all the time. You know, we were talking a little bit about this earlier. And yeah. Uh, Star Trek was always delving into alternate timelines, and and, mm. and that's what they even did with the whole movie franchise, like the yeah. reboots. Uh, when what do they call it? The um, the the, the alternate Kelvin? timeline, the Kelvin, Kelvin timeline. timeline, and uh, yeah. So the what was it? The when the Narada. Yeah. When Nero came through. Was chasing Spock Prime. Right. And Spock Prime because yeah. he's from the original timeline. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I guess the Romulan, like, the Vulcans or something destroyed, uh, was it Romulus? He didn't make Rom it, he didn't make it to Romulus in time. The, yeah. uh, the, the supernova consumed Romulus. Right. Okay, and then the, he blamed Spock for the destruction yeah. of it. Yeah. Because Spock, uh, Spock, Spock <laughs> didn't react quick enough, and so he decided to hunt down Spock and went through a black hole and came out to this, basically time-traveled, but by time-traveling at that time, he inter interacted with uh, Kirk, Captain Kirk's dad's ship, Thor's ship, and hmm. destroyed it, making, you know, Kirk's entire life be indifferent because yeah. he didn't grow up with his father. So the, the newer Star Trek movies are actually an alternate timeline, yes, which is how they were able to reboot the franchise without erasing 50 years of history of TV shows and movies. They can make a fresh dynamic between the, all the characters, too. Yeah. And, Which I, and it was really cool, cool that they had Spock in it because yeah. it did tie the two universes and together. And it, like, it, it acknowledged that exists, and I think that's what uh, X-Men Days of Future Past is trying to do with that universe. 
Yeah. So that's why that that they way try. whenever Kirk and Spock are like kind of fighting in in the first movie, it's not weird because like that way fans wouldn't be like this wasn't like the original show. It's yeah. like well it's not supposed to be. It's yeah, a different it's a totally universe. different take. Well, did the original show show the origin of the crew or did it just start off with them on the ship? No, I mean it started off with them yeah. On the so ship. I mean they could have been you don't know. I mean they could have really not liked each other at first and then grew a respect and love for each other before they became captain and first mate. I I like the idea that they got thrown in together, that Kirk was, uh, because of the way this universe, because his dad was absent, he didn't want to emulate his father by going into Starfleet, so they they were kind of forced together before they were really ripe and mature enough to do that sort of thing. Uh, It it was an interesting mix. I I thought that they did it very, very well. And it was cool to even see them reference back to it. Uh, Spoiler alert here, if you haven't seen Star Trek Into Darkness, has anybody here not seen Into Darkness? I have. Okay. Uh, you have or you have not? I have oh, Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> is the only Star Trek movie she's ever watched. Just no, I've seen the other ones. Cumberbatch is Khan in Into Darkness. Yes. What? Uh, yeah. Con. I thought it was John Harrison. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> Mickey. He's Khan, and, and the idea was that Kirk sort of reluctantly partners up with Khan to face a bigger threat, and uh, Spock, in reaching out to Spock Prime, uh, was warned, hey, just so you know, Khan is like the worst bad guy we ever fought. He's really bad. But it was cool because you have this different take on Khan, but he's still put in the frame and the reference of our understanding of Khan as, as an yeah. audience. Yeah. So he's it was a super, like, super, like, extra strength human type dealio. But the whole story was changed. Yeah. But it was still changed through the view frame of, I know that you know who this is, and we're not asking you to throw out what you know about who this is, which was, which was kind of cool, but an alternate timeline. Definitely yeah. alternate universe the way yeah. that. It, it stretches. And I never plays thought it. about it that way. That makes it so much better. It is a great. Oh, there's a great thing again. I saw one time, and this is totally spoilers. That when uh, Kirk meets Spock Prime in Star Trek, and he mind melds with him, so that way he kind of understands what's going on. And then later on in Into Darkness, when they realize that something has to happen, so that way they can all live. Like the reactors went that Kirk, Kirk goes in from the mind meld that Spock sacrificed himself to oh. save the ship. Yeah. So Kirk in the in the Kelvin timeline decides to let Spock live, and he can, he sacrifices well, himself. They have magic well, blood. but he tells me he's like, I did what you would have done. Yeah, yeah. but like. It's one of those things where for like, him people, it wasn't just supposition; like, it was actually a memory for exactly. him. Exactly, and yeah. when I, I like, I think I read that online, and that blew my mind. Like, I don't care if that's not true; that's not what the writers had in mind it intended. But that was, if they was, that was brilliant. It makes great sense. Did they have magic blood ex machina in the original? <laughs> no, Star I think Trek show? I think that was uh, definitely created for the benefit of wrapping up Into Darkness, which is already a long movie. Uh, but Into Darkness, what what is the context of that title even, Into Darkness? Uh, one of my theories mm-hmm. was you have in Star Trek, uh, running through even from the original series, this alternate universe, which is the darker timeline, the mirror universe, mirror, where mirror. we're starting from the episode Mirror Mirror, where Spock mirror. has a goatee and Starfleet is evil and they're sort of militaristic and, and uh, you know they're like space pirates. And uh, I think that Into Darkness was sort of an origin of that timeline. And, and I know that they explain it a little bit of a different way in the show Enterprise, but, uh, but that hey, you have Starfleet and now there's this push because of Nero. There's this push because of uh, these futuristic shiftings happening that Starfleet has to become more of a military organization. Was Nero in Enterprise? No. No, but in the show Enterprise, which was Scott Bakula was the the captain of the first Enterprise, but not the Starship Enterprise. It was space shuttle. It was like like more of like a space shuttle. So it was like a prequel. It was a prequel. Okay. Uh, It took place in between uh, 
in between First Contact and and Kirk. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and, and it was a cool concept. But right before the show ended, they did a couple episodes where um, it was called it was called uh, a Mirror Darkly, hmm. and the the episodes took place in the Star Trek Dark Universe. They went back and used the like the logo from the old Mirror Mirror episode, like and it was cool because the opening of of Enterprise was um, they they didn't do sort of a, a musical symphonic theme song. They had, you know, it's been a long road. Yeah, the sort of the, the pop, you know, song. Of, That's funny. And they showed the HMS Enterprise, you know, the tall masted ship out on the ocean. And they, they showed uh, all the different vehicles of that were called the Enterprise. They they showed, like, a space shuttle. They showed Zephram Cochran's ship until they finally did end up showing the original prototype Enterprise from that show. Well, so about, I mean, there is actual. Yeah. <laughs> mankind's desire to sort of explore and reach beyond. Uh, during those episodes, instead of showing all of the exploratory things, they show the ships, but they show them at war with each other. And then they show like the Panzer tanks and bombings happening, and they show all the militaristic aspects of human history. And instead of playing that, you know, poppy rock song, they they have real dark militaristic. And this was the opening credits of the show. Someone to go like metal, like no, but the, but this was like if you're watching it on UPN or whatever show it was on, like the whole opening title sequence was totally different for these episodes. It was the dark timeline, mm-hmm. uh, and. They even use clips from uh, Paramount movies like Hunt for Red October of you know ships blowing up and stuff like that. That's mm. cool. But it was really cool. And they did the whole episodes like imagine that we're in the dark timeline here. Mm. And that's weird that's to cool. think. I would like to see them like explore that movies. in the Kelvin timeline. Like they did a book uh, called Dark Mirror where it was the next generation in the dark timeline where they did. Did they was, never do that in the show? No. It, well, they kind of did. Riker's uh, dead. They did. They did that. Well, Tasha Yar is alive. Is what happened. Uh, they did the show yesterday's uh, Enterprise. Yeah, she's still alive where I'm at on the show. Oh. I'm real, still real early. Sorry, yeah, Tasha Oops. dies. I mean, I know. You and told you're me not. That. You're not sad that she dies. I'm, I won't be. I don't like her. But she doesn't even go out like for any reason. It's just like, oh, here's this blob thing. It kills her. I also don't like Beverly Crusher. She annoys me. Beverly Crusher's the best, but she doesn't become the best, the best until, until after season three. Well, yeah. Once you had to go through Kate, uh, the, the the other doctor, uh, uh, yeah, Russian yeah, doctor. Or exactly. Like that. She's Kate the worst. Uh, yeah. Once you have to get past the terrible doctor. I like um, the movies. Then, then you'll be glad that Crusher's back. They, they, they did the episode where the Enterprise C comes through time. It, it goes through a time warp, and as soon as it goes through the time warp, the Enterprise shifts and turns to like this dark battleship-looking yeah. Enterprise. That's cool. And Tasha Yar is back, and you're like, "What's going on? There's something wrong with the timeline." And nobody knows what's going on except for Guinan, because <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg knows all. It will be Goldberg's not on the show yet either. <laughs> That's why she was so good in Hollywood Squared. That's right, and and uh, the whole Jumpin' Jack Flash, and the whole thing with with that was the Enterprise C was supposed to be destroyed, protecting a Klingon outpost from the Romulans, but because it was sucked through this time warp, it was never able to protect it. The Klingons assumed that the Federation left and abandoned them, and the Klingons decided to have war with the Federation. So when we fast forward to the present day on the Enterprise D, they're at the end of a losing war with the Klingons, and their conundrum is, do we send this ship back with the possibility that it may fix the timeline, or do we keep it here because we could really use another ship in this war, and they end up sending it back. They send Tasha Yar back with it, but it's it's kind of another version of we're in the dark timeline now. Yeah. Uh, why why are timelines always so much darker? Like the alternate <laughs> timeline, we go back to the, you know the Biff Tannen nineteen eighty five. Well, yeah. if we're in, 
if, if I, we can talk about alternate timelines that are much darker, uh, I can think of a recent one, the Flashpoint universe. Right, yeah. Where it, it's become all-out war, where like a bunch of superheroes are dead, and Aquaman and Wonder Woman are fighting for control of the whole world. Mm-hmm. And Bruce well, Wayne was killed instead mm-hmm. of uh, Martha and Thomas. Yeah. They, they did the whole thing with, um, even in the game Injustice, where they did the alternate timeline where Superman became the dictator of the world. Oh, which, really? Yeah, and that was the whole point of the game Injustice was that the Joker set off like an atom bomb in Metropolis oh, yeah. and killed everybody. He killed oh, Lois yeah. Lane. Yeah, Superman mm. went crazy. Because that's all he cares Lois about. Because yeah. Lane Lane I don't care that yeah. a billion people died, but Lois. Lois. Wasn't Lois Lane pregnant too? Uh, who or, knows? I don't know. Either she was pregnant or she was holding Super Baby. I don't know. Super Baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Super Baby. <laughs> <laughs> super Baby. She, um... She, uh, yeah, so th- that, that was the whole thing. is, And I think they were sort of hinting at that in Batman versus Superman in, in Batman's Dream Within a Dream. Oh, that, uh, yeah, that's hey, here's a dark thing where Superman, people, he has his whole soldier in these armies and everybody's kind of worshipping oh, yeah. him. There's Darkseid's logo and parademons. Yeah. Uh, who knows what's happening? There's giant flying bugs everywhere. And, and I'm Flash. I'm going to come to you in a dream, but it's real. And I use guns now because I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Also, I've got a jacket on because I'm Batman. Um, the, the uh, comic books do that a lot. They do the sort of alternate takes on things. Uh, we, we mentioned earlier X Men comic books. Where would the X Men be without <laughs> their alternate yeah. timeline stories? Uh, do you guys remember Age of Apocalypse? Uh, I, I know that it exists. Uh, is that the is that the comic book equivalent to the X Men Apocalypse type? A- Age of Apocalypse was sort of this alternate future where Apocalypse had taken over and like the X-Men had sort of been scattered. Even even uh, Days of Future Past was kind of an alternate timeline. They, they did these sort of different takes on it. And Age of Apocalypse, like Wolverine lost a hand and Cyclops. I feel like all only, of it is an They pretty much timeline. reset the timeline at the end <laughs> of that movie, didn't they? Yeah. Who knows, man? I mean, every everything in X-Men is just about like, and Listen, then... Marvel's weird. They have two secret wars. So but they're not titled. But, I mean, <laughs> comic books, you have a bunch of like uh, DC, you have yeah. Earth 1, Earth 2. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. That, Marvel, that you have uh, Marvel, 616. You got, well, you got and tons Ultimate of different universes. And, 2099. Yeah, and, and then you have like the movie universe, which is like, you know, there's there's all of the different realities, which is kind of how it, they justify. Does it now Ultimate Nick Fury exist in 616 universe? Yeah, they crossed, they crossed them all over. DC, so. it, wasn't that. I and know, DC likes to crush all of their extra worlds just into one. Like they had. Uh, convergence recently, and of course they had the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis on Infinite Earths was the first first time that they really just sort of explored that and said, we need to get this storyline continuity in order. They're like, man, bump all that. We're just going to start over from scratch. New 52. 52. And it's like, no, we're going to do it one more time. Rebirth. (laughs) Uh, Well, comic books have have done that for a long time. One of my favorite books when I was growing up was just simply this, the What If comics. Yeah. The one shot. With Uatu. Yeah, with Uatu, the Watcher. (laughs) And uh, they they would explore different ideas like, what if, and they would go back to a crucial moment of the comic books, and they would just take it like, if this had changed... This would be the alternate universe, you know, the moments that characters regret or the moments that we uh, sort of go back to and say, hey, I remember this, but it changes. So like they had the one which was I think the first one I ever read was what if Gwen Stacy had lived? Oh, so they go back and they read. Yeah, they retell the story and it's like, "Okay, well, what what Spider-Man's life like now if that happens? Um, What if the alien costume had possessed Spider-Man? 
So they they go into that storyline, which is really that's cool. really cool and interesting. Marvel one shots are like wasn't Old Man Logan a one shot mm-hmm. at one point? And, and that's sort of the, that, but but that's sort of, that's not continu- that's not what we would call canonical. Right, it's sort of the alternate universe sort of thing. Same mm-hmm. thing that's with uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. DC calls them Elseworlds books. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite one of my my favorite alternate universe Elseworlds stories is uh, in Dark uh, the Darkest Night, which is when Batman. Gets the uh, Green Lantern ring, so instead of becoming Batman, he's like Green Lantern Batman. Well, DC does that right. One of the first ones I ever read was a book called Gotham by Gaslight. Oh, which that's was, a cool. One. It was really cool. It's it was like the steampunk. story. The story. Well, no, it's not even steampunk. It was, but it was Victorian. Yeah, it yeah. was Batman as a detective in the late 1800s hunting down Jack the Ripper in London. Nice. So it was really interesting. The whole design of it was very Sherlock Holmesy. That's and cool. Then, and I was going to say, the, it sounds very the Red oh, State, sure. Red Sun, or Red Sun is what Red Sun, yeah. where the Kal El instead of no, landing. Red State, where everyone's Donald Trump. Yeah. You're wrong. You fired. In Red Sun, Kal El, who is Superman. Yeah. Instead of landing in Smallville, he lands in Russia. He lands in Russia. Oh, And no. becomes the paragon of truth, justice, and the communist way. Yeah. And uh, that story plays out. And then you got Batman wearing one of those, those yeah. hats with, like <laughs> with those the fuzzy little... ear things. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> uh, but Green Lantern is still American, isn't he? Because oh, Green Lantern's like the one American hero that tries to go up against and, him. And playing Flashpoint, he gets killed fighting everybody because he's he's not Green Lantern. He's just got a jet and he dies. Sorry, sorry, Poor everybody. Hal Jordan. Poor Hal. Although Abin Sur is still alive in that one, which is weird. Abin Sur uh, again, the one little thing that changes. And yeah, if Abin Sur is alive, there's no Hal Jordan, Jordan or Hal. John Stewart or Kyle Rayner or Guy Gardner. The, nobody handed handed that ring off. Uh, they did the one that was really cool. And, it's, again, it's like what if one little thing changed? Um, Superman, instead of um, crashing in Kansas, crashes in Gotham and is raised by Thomas, Thomas oh, and Martha yeah. Wayne. Oh, so him That's a Bruce. good one. No, no Bruce. just him. They don't no have, Bruce. Oh, it's a pre-Bruce. They don't have, they don't oh. have Bruce. So, yeah, they have a they, son They now. have a son, and he's... Well, you can still have another kid. No, they do. And, and it's basically Batman, but with Superman's powers. That's awesome. So Superman, but he doesn't have the moral compass. What are those? The, co- it's those called those Speeding called Bullets. Speeding Bullets? Yeah. I have to pick those up. It's, really, it's a really cool storyline. I've seen it. But, yeah, DC gets that Elseworlds thing right. Because they do some interesting Elseworlds type stuff. Yeah. Like in the Flashpoint universe, uh, Batman is Thomas Wayne because in that storyline, Bruce Wayne dies. Yeah. And Thomas Wayne becomes Batman and Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. Mm-hmm. I think that's, oh. I think that's though, is the movie universe because I don't remember reading that in the actual comic book. I don't think she becomes Well, no, no. It's in, if you, you have to uh, read the, they have separate books oh, that go Oh, it's the Batman with, yeah, version yeah, of okay. Batman. I just have the, the trade of uh, the regular story. The Flashpoint. It's not like, in the main story. The Flash line. story. Yeah, okay. you have to buy all the different side stories. It's the side story, yeah. Okay, because yeah. you, you get like bat, part of Batman's story and all that in Flashpoint. They have one for they have one for all the main Justice League okay. characters. One that, uh, one that confuses me, and the Spider-Man, they did this where, okay, in the Spider-Man comic books, there's multiple universes of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You have Spider-Man, then you have Spider-Man 2099, yeah. and then you have Spider-Man Noir, which is kind of like 1920s. He's kind of cool. Spider- I like that one. He is cool. And then is you, that the one that was in the game? They, they had a game, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, yeah. where you play a Spider-Man yeah. Noir, Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man from 616, and then uh, 2099. Well, oh, aren't, each, cool. aren't each of like the amazing, spectacular, superior, aren't those all different? I think, no, I think there's no, different no, no, no. stories. They're just different stories. Kind of oh. like Uncanny yeah. X-Men. I always thought there, I thought, well, Superior, Su- Superior Spider-Man was Dr. Octopus, but it was still in continuity. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. But they, they do all. They, they have this thing where there's 
all these. It's I guess it's called the Spider Verse, where you got like one Spider-Man is actually like a big giant spider vampire type character who right. feeds on people, and you got regular Spider-Man. Then you have like this Indian Spider-Man. You have like this Spider-Man Ninja. You have one Spider-Man that's this Japanese kid and a big Spider-Man mech. There's all these, and they they all come together. You have Spider Girl, May Parker. So don't the, don't they have one too where it's a. Uh, Gwen Stacy, Spider Man, Spider Gwen, Spider Gwen. Yeah. She's cool. Mm-hmm. So you got all these different multiverses. No, no, it is. It is. It's Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. That's what Spider-Gwen. it says. She goes that's by. What, no. That's what the title is. But I don't think they call her Spider Gwen. No, no. My name is Spider Gwen. Gwen Stacy. I live at fourteen forty two North Chelsea. Yeah, no, that's her My social security number is. Yeah, one, two, three. I don't know the home address of Peter Parker's dead girlfriend. But you knew the home address. It wouldn't help you any. She's dead. She is. Uh, until they reboot her, but that's the that's the thing is like these multiverses and and one that I, I can never get my head around is the Terminator movies. Oh like, yeah, uh, that one th- that whole thing those. started messing with the timeline. I, I've had conversations <laughs> with this lady <laughs> who's loosely connected to our church who uh, does not understand time okay. travel. She so doesn't understand time I'm gonna, travel. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil the Terminator for you. It's a that's okay. thirty year old movie. Um, so the Terminator comes back in time from the future to kill Sarah Connor Mm -hmm. because Sarah Connor is going to have a baby who becomes the leader of the The resistance against the robots so we're going to find Sarah Connor and kill her before she can have her baby so while it's trying to kill her the human resistance John Connor her adult son from the future sends back a soldier to Kyle Reese to protect her and and in the process (laughs) of protecting her Becomes his dad. <laughs> Becomes his, his he dad. He protected her well. <laughs> <laughs> he protected her a little too well. So he ended up sending back his own dad. How is that possible? Do you think he knew that? That that seems paradoxical. I've never watched the first one. Oh, oh that's that's spoiler. how the first one goes. So, yeah. Spoiler alert. That's it. That's what happened. And then, but, and but he's killed. Yeah. He's so killed. at some point, he had to have had a different dad. Alternate timelines. <laughs> well, no. No, if, it's, if if you're looking at time as in this instance yeah. as an entire like collective thing like non-linear like a linear it's view of time. Wobbly timeline. He he would he would John Connor, whether known to him or not, because he grew up without a father, would have sent Kyle Reese, not realizing he's a father or realizing it, back in time to protect him because he knew that's what already happened. Isn't sure it a little happened. creepier if he does know that it's his it, dad? It is. <laughs> But if he, I need you if, to go if back. All, if all he knows and help my mom out. If I mean, if if wink wink. Think think about it. If Sarah probably would have told him. By the way, you in the future sent back Kyle Reese, and he's your dad. But he died. But he saved he saved me so that way you can exist and lead this resistance. Like he would have known that. Listen, so no, like. But at some. Point. Have you ever seen the Bill and Ted movies? <laughs> <laughs> There's one point where they they are like, locked in, or they they say what we have to do is whenever we get out of this situation, we gotta go, we have to go back a key. in time yeah. and plant these things. And say so, hello to the princesses for us. That's what? the whole thing. Is like, you'll, you'll see. So or like. Go, Wrong, dude. Only one of us gonna go back in time, and we planted the key, and we planted the gun. Yeah, <laughs> so it's got like a bang at the end. Of the yeah. And then, of course, they have to set up like a key for them to get out of jail in the yes. first one. And it's it's funny because you know that there's just somebody that's writing a story, and they're using this to kind of create in Terminator's case that sort of aha moment, yeah. or you know, dramatic tension, or even humor in the case of Bill and Ted. Um, but you mentioned earlier a fixed point in time. That mm-hmm. in Doctor Who, Doctor Who, who basically has unlimited power. He can do anything that he wants to do. 
Um, if the so man wants to go back in time and decide that everybody had peanut butter and jelly for lunch, enough trips in the TARDIS and he can make sure that that happens. <laughs> but when the writers decide they want to make an object unscalable, when they, oh, well, this person's going to die, well, we can't, ch- why can't he just change it? Like with the ponds. Mm-hmm. Fixed point. Then it's a fixed point. Or Titanic. Time. Meaning that can mm-hmm. never be changed. It can't be erased. I'm not there yet, Neff. <laughs> so. And you never will be. Sorry. It's okay. I just, I just started Mad Smith. You get back on it? Yes. I don't know if I want to now. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 did, he didn't mention you do. anything about you the cons specifically. You're fine. Well, I can there, there's, get by the context. Fixed there's a whole bunch of time. stuff. But there's a whole. It'll, watch it. it'll still know? break your heart. I've watched I enough to know. It'll break everybody's heart. So when I, I, I was um, looking at a thing about Zelda the other day, mm-hmm. uh, Jackie, and um, the what I don't think I really understood this because I've not spent time in the Hyrule Historia like you have. The first Legend of Zelda game, chronologically, is one of the last Zelda games. Mm -hmm. It's Skyward Sword. My sister and I, we busted out the Hyrule Historia right after the Nintendo Switch Con um, presentation, because I'm like, where in the timeline is this going to be located? Like, trying to So the thing is, and I didn't realize until The Wind Waker, because they weren't really, they didn't explain it before, but at a certain point, is anybody playing The Wind Waker? I'm going to spoil this game for you. It's 15 years old. That's okay, you're fine now. In the Wind Waker, um, which the whole world is kind of covered by water and there's just these little islands poking out, um, you end up in this underwater city, this castle underwater, and you realize this is the castle from Zelda. I'm in Hyrule right now and it's submerged underwater. Clearly, this has all happened before. And you just get the idea of... I'm I'm reliving this story that has already happened before, and here I am in the ancient ruins of another Zelda game, which is really cool. I it had never occurred to me that the Zelda games were somehow connected to each other. I just thought they were retellings of the same story. What? So it was it was a really neat thing. So the Historia comes out mm-hmm. and paints this picture. Okay, we're gonna put them in chronological order, but it splits. Explain. Um, gosh. I'm trying to like visualize the map now. It's but after like, Ocarina of Time. Acro- after Ocarina of Time, because in Ocarina of Time, when you go back or when you get stuck in time, once you start traveling there, in time, everything it splits is screwed up. Three ways. Three way. Three, three ways. ways. Okay. Well, so which, which one is the first? Like the first chronologically. Skyward first. Sword and Skyward Sword actually explains like spoilers. It explains a lot of the story with the retelling, like why the story is constantly retelled. It explains all of this a has lot happened of it. before. It's so great! It's so wonderful. The storyline, like this, is why I love Skyward Sword so much, is because of the storyline. It goes, it's just, it's great. You just connect with the characters, and I just love it so much. <laughs> on, to, on task. Stay <laughs> on with task. us. But um, because of Ocarina of Time, it splits three ways. You have it when the hero is victorious, um, when the hero loses, e- young and old, I think. I can't remember specifically. I just know it splits three ways, like when the hero is victorious and when the hero is defeated. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, Twilight Princess is when the hero is defeated. Does he lose at the end of the game? At the end of the No, 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 not the end of the game. It's, um, okay, so. Twilight Princess is when the hero wins and banishes Ganon. Yes. You have the games that are that are sort of the non-Ganon games. So but, Twilight Princess, a Link in, the, Link in the Past, and those kind of games that are the non-Ganon games mm-hmm. happen after Ganon is killed. Uh, well, okay. So you think about it with Ocarina of Time. Link is shut in the temple for seven years. Those seven years, Ganon wins. So that's where the timeline splits. How does he live for seven years in a temple? He's Magic. time traveling. Time traveling. Oh. Yeah. Magic. 
But um, but he's also he doesn't emerge as a boy. He emerges as because like rem- remember when you wake up and you go out of the uh, Temple of Time, yeah, it's like everything, wow, it's everything's is, changed. Everything's it's changed. This is all. Yeah. This, is all in this one place game. has gone so to like, crap. Yeah, Alcarina cool. of Time. You go through this whole entire thing as young Link. You go. You go into the the temple, and then you pull out the sword. But by pulling out the sword, it shuts and you go forward yes. seven so, yes. so the but one in that time Ganon has and then wait is it the same game or does it yes. pick up in the same, next game same no game. it's the same game it's do wonderful play that game that sounds dude, you awesome do. yeah you it's do. the yeah. best Zelda game that's you know, why you have to play I, I have to Ocarina of Time DS. so we, we the, the, the timeline splits in into the okay if you win these games happen if you lose these games happen mm-hmm. and it, it is literally if uh, Link is, the one set of storylines assume that Link is killed in his conflict with Ganon. Mm-hmm. And that's what brings you to the event of the original Legend of Zelda game. That that takes place in a in a continuity that assumes that your character was killed in the battle with Ganon. Yes, I'm trying to like see what? where in the timeline that was. I wish I knew that we were I'm kind of confused now, because mm-hmm. I'm playing the first one, too. But it's not Link. It's a retelling of Link. It's like a re, uh, re reimagining or... Re- Reboot. Uh, re, I guess reincarnation would probably be okay. the best way to describe it. But you become the embodiment of the hero of time at the beginning of the game, which is again why you don't you're, you never really start out as here I am I'm Link I'm gonna go kill something. You always start out as a kid who doesn't really know he's supposed to be the hero, and then you're like oh. Well, uh, I guess I'm the hero. Okay, that's what it was. It's okay. dangerous to go alone. Take, Take this. this. Yeah. So here, I, I just pulled up the picture because it was really bothering me why I couldn't remember why it was split into three sections. So after Ocarina of Time, it splits into when the hero is defeated and the hero is successful. When the hero is defeated, it's Hyrule's Decline and the last hero, which has the original Legend of Zelda in it. Um, the hero is successful. There's the child era and the adult era. That's why it's it splits the three ways. Gotcha. I mean, Zelda's also like a... Uh, so is there two different endings to Ocarina? Sorry. No. No. When no. you play the game, if you get a game over, you restart. But it's from a timeline, it's making the assumption that the character lost. Where it splits is because oh. when you're in the temple for seven years, during that seven years is when all that stuff happens. So it splits because so when you... Be good or bad? Yes. That's where it splits is when Ganon wins because Link is stuck in the temple. And then when Ganon loses because Link comes back and just beats the crap out of him. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, and then, and then going back to like it splits into threes. Zelda is in itself a very triune kind of yeah, story. Yeah, it's a really big like thing. there's three parts to the Triforce yeah. and, and stuff like that. So it really fits in with what they're doing. Yeah, and and that's a strange that's a strange way for this story to be told. But uh, it all revolves around alternate universes. It all mm-hmm. revolves around uh, hey, here's Link in this universe where the moon is going to crash into the world. Oh my gosh, that really one annoyed me so much. <laughs> yeah, so there's so. Again, another illustration of movies and games and things where we are, are crossing these multiverse of timelines and we look into the possibilities of, hey, what if this happened differently? Or what if something would have would have changed here? One of my favorite shows to watch, there was a, a show called Community, and uh, they, they did this one episode where I think they're playing some game. I saw that episode. And they ordered a pizza. Pizza man comes to the door, and they're trying to decide who goes and gets the pizza. So they decide to roll the die. They have to go get the door to get the pizza. So the die rolls, it turns up to like a two or whatever. So the first person gets up and they go get the pizza and they kind of play out the rest of the the adventure. And then they back it up to that moment where the die rolls and they let the die land on another side. And they play it out through the whole episode where each of them go and order, you know, get the pizza from the door based on what number rolls. 
there's a, a similar episode on the show Malcolm in the Middle where they tell the same story but from two different pers- not two different perspectives but there's an episode where the boys go bowling and they have like almost like a split story between whether the mom takes them or the dad takes them and it's a cool little like mm-hmm. interesting like like this would have happened if mom took us and mom is strict so mom's going to stay with us because it's a co-ed kind of bowling party but dad's going to go just let us do whatever he's going to go bowling on his own it's like a little little like similar kind of multi-universe thing on just a one episode kind of thing well the cool thing about the the episode in community is there's there's one where it it it's called the darkest timeline and hmm. of all the different <laughs> timelines they do this is the one where rolling the die and answering the door it turns into like the house gets caught on fire somebody gets shot like the whole thing just <laughs> oh goes totally and it, and it's, it's it's the and so it ends up going back and Abed imagines this whole darkest timeline so at oh, the end of the Abed. episode he just grabs the die before it it shows anybody what the number was and goes and gets the pizza himself so there's there's that sort of the the way it, it ends but the creators of the show kept the darkest timeline in their back pocket really? and later on in other episodes Evil Abed from the Darkest Timeline crosses back into the main <laughs> oh timeline because funny. Community is wonderful, uh. and and that's the way they do it. So they, they they Evil Abed comes into the prime timeline in the season finale. So it's that's it's funny. it's pretty cool. It's a it's a really man. That real, show is like the the marketing for that show did not do it justice. No, no, no. It's it like a regular comedy sitcom about being in community college. But no, it was very it's got smart. So many layers. Smart show. But I, I think about these these different stories and all the things that I've seen. Like World War Two tends to be like we've got to go back and stop Hitler. We got to go back and save the world from the the Germans and you know whatever. <laughs> Let's kill Hitler. Uh, the what's that show that you watch? The watched? Man in the High Castle. And and it the, is basically if the Axis powers won. And and they uh, it takes place. When? In the 60s. And so, I think 1960... Mm, I want to say 8. And that, So in this TV show, the Nazis win, and they, they've occupied America. Well, they've occupied up to, basically, they've occupied up into, like, the Midwest. So they've got the eastern part of the United States, oh, and, and the, then the Japanese, the Japanese have, have the western the part. The west coast. And then the middle, like, the Rockies are, like, the independent states where the rules don't quite apply because the Nazis and the Japanese have very different rules. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sort of, sort of a gray zone. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so that's where, you know, um, obviously with the Nazis, with the Nazis, you know, um, anyone who is a different race, anyone who has a disease, you know, um, anything like that, they are eradicated. Hmm. So those kind of people, they, they escape. Either they're trying to get to the independent states or they're trying to get over to Japanese um, occupied territory. Wow. And then the Japanese have their own very rules, you know, their mannerisms and stuff like that. And so the people who are trying to get away from that are trying to also get into. And, but again, it's so strange that it goes back to World War II. Lorelai, how do you feel about World War II? She doesn't give a crap. Was <laughs> <laughs> A, she started getting louder each trip. And B, Jessica moved the microphone and she tilted her head towards the microphone again. <laughs> I'm going to talk now. <laughs> this is Lorelai time. So there's an alternate timeline where Lorelai's not here and something happened terrible in this episode. So she's secretly saving our timeline. Thank you, Lorelai. Thank you, Lorelai, the hero she, of time. She's, she's now fixing the papers even though they're on a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> Them up. <laughs> in, in a lot of the stories that I was kind of looking at and reading, they, they all tend to go back to this, the history skewed 
and it all has to do with a war or it all has to do with something like that like what if Kennedy didn't get assassinated mm. what if um, what if the, the Battle of Gettysburg went a different way and the Confederates won you know oh it, yeah I, I wonder how long it's going to be till someone writes a story where like we have to go back to 2016 that, we've got to stop this from Alan happening Alan Rickman you know? um, I was going to say don't get Donald Trump elected would oh that's, be the, that's a bigger one yeah <laughs> the, or Alan Rickman one. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, we all we, we go into the darkest timeline and it's like the third year of the Trump administration, who knows. Um. David Escort got his hands on Star Wars. Oh no. <laughs> UA Bowl is directing episode ten. What? <laughs> no, even worse, the guy Michael who Bay's the, directing episode. Who directed the room? George Lucas bought the franchise back? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. First five minutes of George Lucas's next Star Wars movie, Ray gets cut in half. Ah! Oh. Uh, I hate saying, saying. And it's way more than a hand. To make sure that it was a good movie. Yeah, uh, was that your George that was Lucas? Right, George Lucas. But think about all the. I mean, even in real life, all those moments that um, when you look back and you go, oh my goodness, like what would have happened if this would have gone differently? If this would have just been a little bit off a little bit different what would have happened if just one little factor was sort of changed and and tweaked we just we really don't know it's the I, butterfly effect the butterfly effect i took a, a class in um in college it was a humanities class it was late roman and medieval uh humanities and they were talking about the rise and the emergence of christianity and they were saying oh christianity would have never worked if it had come into history at any other time so they were trying to paint the picture of Christianity as a world religion as an aberration or sort of a lucky happenstance of just some different social effects. Uh, they said it would have never happened if there wasn't like the, the Romans hadn't built all these roads that helped it, you know, proliferate. Uh, it wouldn't have happened if there was not this. It wouldn't have happened if there wasn't that. And they were just creating all these different socioeconomic and political and geographical factors that sort of helped Christianity germinate across uh, the world at that time. But do they really believe that it all happened by chance? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, they're also good the move, same people God. That, like, yeah. of all the time in history to do it, like, God was like, and, and like, there's the sweet well, spot. He's yeah. kind he, of the best planner. Yeah, people <laughs> like, to, like to take the, the accuracy <laughs> and the planning of God as happenstance. Like, oh, the, the universe just came into existence. And that's, I, I think that's what happens is when we look yeah, at the, the real life things, not like does Link live or die, or, you know, not like do the, do the Nazis win the war or whatever, but the real moments in our lives. You know, hey, I, I, I chose to, uh, today I was kind of talking about what this moment in my life where I graduated high school and I had an opportunity to go to Tennessee to go to college or to stay here and begin, either go to school locally and start working at, at the, ch the church here. And uh, I made that choice. I, I bailed out on my plan, which was like a two-year plan. I'd been leading up to going to Tennessee, and I chose to stay in Orlando. What's your plan versus his plan? Well, the mm -hmm. thing is this. 20 years later, what would what would my life be differently if I if I had gone to Tennessee? And realistically, no, what would our lives be like if you had gone no to Tennessee? Christian? Well, that's... Oh, no. <laughs> like, you, you're a very significant part to all of yeah. I mean, definitely most new, newestly. To, <laughs> to 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 Nick, nice. Nick would be yeah. homeless. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Nick happened upon our not happened upon our church, but I mean, you've been a huge influence into all you know all of our lives. Well, I mean, I appreciate that, man. Glory to God, of course. But like like you know those moments that I I had, you know, you look at those choices that you make and you go, did I make the right choice? Um, 
uh, man, we've all made mistakes and we all make things, but if we believe, if we're following God and we believe that God is the author and the finisher of our faith, uh, there's these seasons in our life where it's almost like, okay, God started this thing and he's waiting at the end to kind of meet up with us. But in those moments when things go the way that we don't want them to go or when they, they kind of make a sharp left turn, that maybe God's not there. But um, I, I don't know. I feel like he is. I feel like in those moments, God is always willing to turn that setback into a comeback. That there's no somehow, I don't know, may, is there a better time? I mean, I guess we can all make better choices. But what do you think, Jackie? I, was, I had a conversation with an uh, old student of ours the other day. Um, she was asking me about, like, well, I mean, I've been praying. I've been fasting. I've been asking God about this. And the answer is just really, really hard for me because it was a no. And I... Um, began to tell her, I was like, you know, sometimes God's no's are the best thing that, I mean, not even sometimes they're, all, if it's a no, it's the best thing that he can give you because yeah. like you may not be able to see the benefits of that no now. And I uh, started to tell her about um, my first relationship with, um, with Brad and how that ended. And that was a really big no for me, but like looking back and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm very glad. I wish he didn't say his name. Oh, he don't listen. He don't listen. Jesus. And it's funny. I remember going through those okay. seasons where you go, oh, you know what? I'm This has gone the wrong direction. And then later on, you look back and go, oh, that was a freebie. Yeah, that was, that was good. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, God. I, I, I just wonder how it feels for you being a youth pastor and looking at like, uh, like mostly me and Jackie. <laughs> you knew us when we were teenagers. And like, I remember when you thought you were going to marry that person yeah, and see the, the bullet you dodged there. <laughs> That's one of the great joys of knowing people long enough and going, wow, look, let, let's take a look back. Let's look back and, mm -hmm. and take some stock of... Uh, Sometimes <laughs> when your computer goes into screensaver mode and it's all your pictures, I'm like, oh... Oh, there's evidence right there. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was uh, a little bit awkward. We had a, a staff member here at the church uh, <laughs> up until recently who was a part of our youth group when when she was a teenager. Wow. She and her husband okay. were a part of our youth group when they were teenagers. Mm -hmm. But prior to her husband yeah. coming to our church as a senior in high school, um, her boyfriend was none other than Mr. Stephen A. Salisbury. What's up? And, um, <laughs> so it's funny because it, she was working in the office across the hallway from my office. She and her husband were both pastors on staff at our church. And on my screensaver, they'd be in my office, and boop, here would be a picture of her, like, holding Stephen's hand. <laughs> I was like, sorry. You have pictures well, of that? It happened. <laughs> I mean, so there's um, there, there's this idea of my personal life and our personal lives. What if this would have happened? Where would we be? And sometimes, I don't know, our minds just go on these little pathways, and we begin to, like, dream and fantasize and think, would I be happier? Would I be a different person? You know, Jessica and... and I know some of your personal story. There's things in your life that you probably would go back and, and change and take back and, and not have done. Uh, and I'm not asking Definitely. you to, to share the personal of it. But what are the things in your life that maybe you thought were that led you here, that, that led you to the to be the, the amazingly put together person that you are right now that might have might not have been? Say that again. I had a four-year-old talking to me. <laughs> the, the moments in your life that at, at one point you wish you could have changed, but you realize, no, these are the things that God used to, to put me together and make me the person that I am. Um, definitely moving here when I was a teenager. Um, but I didn't make it here to Orlando mm -hmm. until I was an adult. Um, so it's just that journey. And also um, 
dropping out of college uh, my first year. You know, that was what really kept me so. here. I could have been, um, well, basically, I'm, I ended up at this church through work, and I wouldn't have been working there if I had graduated college. Hmm. So just little little things. You see the little steps, and you see where it takes you to the big picture. I would be much more successful. I would have gained the world, but lost my soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I never would have made it here. Little things, mm-hmm. little things, wow. and, and I, I know that this is sort of out of context of what the verse means, but I always remember in Philippians when Paul says, I'm forgetting those things which are behind and, and straining towards what is ahead. Um, there there are all the, the multiverse, you know, of, of who we could be and what we are, but right now the only one that we can embrace, the only one that we can enjoy, and the only one that we the, have, the one that we have to be held accountable for is right now, the universe that we're in. And we can't think about what might have been, and we can't think about what what we wish we it was. Uh, all we can do is just be responsible and be respectful with who we are, honor God in our decisions, and 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 realize that the past can inform our decisions, but our decisions can't affect our past. Uh, so so let's forget what's behind. Let's strain for what's ahead. Let's press towards the goal and win the prize for which you know God's called us in, in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 43 um, says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Amen. And it's cool. It's good to know that, that those things which, you know, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, all things work together for the good of those who are called, called according to his purpose. And, and, and that's us. Mm-hmm. So the setbacks in our life, God's using those. Um, you know, a lot of people, the disciples saw Jesus getting arrested, getting put up on the cross. And what was their reaction? They ran. <laughs> like, this sucks. I don't know him. I don't know that guy. And, and, and which, you know, Peter regretted that, right? Deeply. Mm-hmm. But what do you think that they thought? We spent three years with this guy. He's done a lot of teaching, and now he's he's gone. What what now? What what was what was their thought? I guess I figured they guess they just go back to what they were doing before. I guess I'll go be a fisherman again. Yeah, so we had a good a run. Collector, <laughs> boring job, but done right. And yeah. and and you see this thing that was like what what they might have perceived as a crushing loss. God said, "Oh, by the way, this was the whole idea the first time." Someone asked me, um, we, we had a conversation years ago at Shoney's, and this guy, he oh, argued. Shoney's. Shoney's. Oh, yeah, so right there. I, I said it was a while ago. And um, this guy was like, well, if it, I, I, I want to do his voice because he has such a distinct voice. Please do it. He said, well, just remember if God, uh, if Adam had not turned his back on God and eaten the fruit, that God would not have had to send his son to die on the cross. And sounds I, like Marty McFly's dad. <laughs> I rem- he sounds more like Marty McFly's mom. And <laughs> I remember thinking about that moment and going, I don't think that that's true. Like, I, I don't think that God was reactionary and said, oh, well, Adam and Eve messed up, so now oh, no. I have to send my only son. Because what does the word say? That Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundations Foundation of the, of the earth. earth. Yeah, and it was. it's like, He's I don't the think. Wor- the word, and the word was with God. I don't think that Jesus was like plan B. Mm-mm. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Okay, I don't know that contextually that makes sense, but yeah, I, I don't think that Jesus was a reaction. He wasn't like pull the parachute, you know, send the Son of God because things had gotten out of hand. I think that the minute God created a, a creature with free will and the potential to reject Him, He knew that Jesus would have to die. He He knew that it would cost Him His own life, His own blood. 
because just like just because Adam may not have messed up at that part doesn't mean he wasn't gonna mess up at another part because yeah. we're human. Uh, well, and and the cat was supposed to live forever. You gonna tell me that somebody could live forever and keep that perfect track record? Right. No, no. No. God, God knew, and Jesus wasn't a reaction. Jesus was an intention. Mm-hmm. Um, that we were created with with grace and love as as a as a pre-existing condition for us to step into, which is pretty awesome. It's it's pretty awesome. So. Again, that's not even Jesus going, oh, we've skewed into the darkest timeline now. Got to send my son. What are we going to do? Um, God knew, and, and God already had a plan. God already had provision made for uh, for us to be redeemed to himself. Um, so when you put your hand to the plow, don't look back. Uh, there's things in your life that you might wish you could change. There's things that you might have said or might have done that still might make you cringe and go, you know, I wish I could have changed that. I think about things that I've done and I go, oh, I'm still so embarrassed about that. It's been 30 years and I'm still like, I hate that I did that. But we can't change those things. All we can do is know the timeline we live in. That's the timeline we got. And unless you got a DeLorean or a TARDIS, uh, you can't change or you can fly around the world really fast backwards. You can't change what the, the hand you've been dealt. So just play it right. Play it for the glory of God and, and do great things. Do something awesome with the timeline that you're in. And uh, with, with God's help, uh, your tomorrow is going to be a better place. You'll look and you'll see. God worked it out, didn't he? Again. God, yep. God pulled it out again. God made it come together again uh, because ultimately it's all for his glory. So. Last thoughts? I kind of piggyback on what you just said. I always like that. I've said this ever since, you know, I was a teenager that uh, whatever happened in your past, you can't, like you said, you can't change the past, but you can change your future. And you have the opportunity now, if you don't have a great past, or let's say you come from a family that is not a Christian family or or not a great family, that you have the opportunity to change things and, and kind of almost reset things and, yeah. and i always always like to think that like let's say whomever i marry doesn't have a great past because i don't have a, a fantastic you know family history you know my family's full of a bunch of like drug addicts and whatnot but gypsies tramps and thieves <laughs> but i have the opportunity to take the salisbury name and continue it with my, my legacy but my legacy meaning through through the lord and what sure. the lord can do through my family continuing on like who knows what is going to happen with my great 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 grandkids right. and stuff like martin sheamus but it can <laughs> it can start it starts with me yeah. i have the opportunity to change that i think about that with my son like there there's things that he and i get to experience as a father and son that i never got to experience with the father because of our shared faith you know i didn't grow up in church so I, i'm i am putting right uh, like Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap, what once wow, went wrong? Scott Bakula <laughs> from Starship Enterprise. <laughs> Starship Star Trek Enterprise. What yeah. Enterprise is just one big Quantum Leap. That's what it is. He <laughs> he leapt into a Starship captain. At the end, Al comes in like Ziggy says, "You got a ninety-six percent chance that if you go to warp factor three. Um, I love Quantum Leap so much. But again, alternate timelines. You got to put put back what once went wrong. That and that's Russell jumps into the Stargate. Oh come on now, it's crazy. It's crazy talk. That's that's insane. It's insane. Leap. Let's be real, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I, I enjoy that. There's there's things that, that in his life he'll never have to experience that. Uh, uh, you know, we can we can we're investing into his future as well. Mm-hmm. So let us know, um, you know, what you think about all these alternate timelines. What maybe one of your favorite versions of that in stories is or games. Um, my personal vote: Bioshock Infinite. Oh, 
Oh yes. I love it. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was all. There's cool. ones that I want to say, but I don't want to spoil them for people. Gotcha. So I got you. I got you. Um, so so let us know. Talk back with us again. Connect with us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, even on YouTube at Nerd of Godcast, or you can email us nerdgodcast at gmail.com. We would love to uh, get your feedback and keep the conversation going. But just continue to listen, subscribe, and share us with your friends. If you haven't had a chance to leave us a review on iTunes, we definitely love and appreciate that. That goes a long way, uh, especially if your stars come in groups of five. So uh, write us a little note, let us know what you think about the show, and uh, help keep us uh, reaching forward to uh, new ears and new hearts. If you would like to support the ministry of the show, you can check us out on Patreon. Dot com or you link to us through our nerdofgodcast.com page. Well, that is it. So, for the Nerd of Godcast, Steve-O Supremo. Guten Tag, everybody. Big man, Quentin Neff. Good night. The twins, Jackie and Jess. See ya. Nick the Engineer. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. And Bye. the lovely Lorelai. Good night, Lorelai. Okay. <laughs> My name is Tony T. We love you. We bless you. Get out there. Be a big nerd. And in all things, bring glory to God. Till next time, we ain't got to go home. But we can't stay, stay here. Unless there's an alternate timeline in which we do stay here. Are you training for a marathon? No. <laughs> we are recording. Just imagine Steven running a marathon. How's it sound? Uh, I don't understand why that's so funny. Headphones. I said it'd be fun, not funny. Oh, Tony, it would be funny. Yeah, I mean, it I don't. Funny, um, I don't like that. This, this is, is, so this is what happened. Last, last week, we recorded an episode, and I put my headphones, uh, I returned them to my office where I placed my iPad and my headphones gingerly and lovingly in the places that they go. Because I have a place for them. Uh, on Wednesday, there was someone here at the church practicing drums in the sanctuary, which, to my chagrin, is immediately behind my office. So uh, in lieu of hearing their loud drumming while I was trying to kind of get in the zone for youth service, I decided to listen to my own soundtrack. Uh, so reaching into my special drawer for my headphones, I found no headphones. <gasps> which uh, put my whole day in a tailspin because they're my favorite headphones. They're very expensive, and, and uh, I searched long and hard to find them. They're, they're out of uh, manufacturing. They don't make them anymore, and um, headphones were gone. So I kind of went into, like, our Wednesday night service, like, in a funk. There was already, like, kind of a little black rain cloud over my head uh, already for a few days, and I was, I was kind of in a, in a poo-poo party. But, man, the headphones was just sort of the straw that, uh, that broke the camel's neck, if you were. Uh, so so I, I was just so frustrated by it. And then uh, I was even kind of questioning some people that had been in my office. Like, have you seen my headphones? Have you seen my headphones? When was the last time? You, where were you? Know, I was, where were you on the night <laughs> of the 22nd? Yeah. It, was, it was all that thing. I was really <laughs> pressuring Detective the whole mode. thing. So I, I went back into my office at the end of the night, and I was just kind of mm, about the whole thing. And uh, I noticed that there was a light on in my office. It was the light that was on on my desk, my little Tetris lamp. And... Uh, I was like, man, somebody's been in my office. So I opened up 
a drawer in my office, and I will tell you this, it's a drawer that I've never opened up before, just a random, I mean, it was one of those ones on a piece of furniture kind of in the back that I built because I needed something in that space, but I've, I never have put anything into it or take anything out of it other than the stuff I just threw into it when I put it together, and uh, there were my headphones, but that's not where my headphones go. I don't put things in that drawer, and I was frustrated, and I shook my fist, and I said, somebody took my headphones and then broke back into my office and replaced my headphones. And I, I think that I should be relieved, but I'm not. I'm just double mad. And um, come to find out the next day that it was my pastor who went in, took my headphones as a joke, and then forgot that he took them. So never returned them until he did <laughs> return them just as a whatever. And um, I still don't know if I'm unmad about that or if I'm more mad about it, but... So uh, in an effort to keep anyone from taking my headphones, I decided to take my headphones home, and then I left them there. So now I don't have any headphones. <laughs> no, I don't I don't even know how this story is supposed to end. I just I want to cry. I, I don't have headphones either because I, I work today. I didn't grab you a pail. I no. wasn't supposed to work today. It's okay. It's all right. I'll, I'll endure through this with the deafening sound of uh, the room that we're in. White noise. What? Why has it got to be white? Racist? Racist. <laughs>